taking off in five, four, three, two. Yo, 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 it's your boy, T.O. as you know. It's your boy, O-Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. Yo, it's the motherfucking Fade Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and film related, along with any other goddamn thing we want to talk about. Coming to you live, direct, Hawk Studios, Baltimore City, fuck is up. Yo, mm. how are you? Not well. Not well. I've had, I've had better Tell days. Tell us why. Uh, you know, I, sometimes in life, you know, um, things happen that mm-hmm. are beyond mm-hmm. your control, yeah. you know? Um, you put some effort, you know, into something and, and it doesn't quite pan out the way you, you, you want it to go. I know, you know the feeling, you know, uh, so, uh, my beloved Green Bay Packers, uh, fell to the San Francisco 49ers. A nasty fall. Yeah. It, it wasn't even pretty. Um, no. you can't, I can't even say, oh, we can hold our head up high and you know, we can, you know, no, no, it was ugly. They beat us decisively. We were never really in the game, uh, and uh, yeah. yeah. So the 49ers are going to be playing in the Super Bowl against the in Kansas Miami. City Chiefs. Yeah, and MIAU. Um, so uh, the, my only, uh, the only thing I really have to say about it is, um, you know, we'll be back next season, uh, hopefully with a better defense, specifically stopping the run. And a better offensive line. And a better offensive line that. would help, but it, but uh, to, to a lesser extent, I think I'm. I mean, it, it was it was ugly, but what was more atrocious was <laughs> the run defense was uh, was even worse. Fucking horrible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you guys couldn't stop a nosebleed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and you know, here's the thing. You know, when you when you take an L, that was a quote from the one Bart Scott. You remember that? Uh, I do. Remember that post game interview? No, I don't remember that. You don't remember? Uh, I think it was after like I, a, I remember the I remember the quote. Somebody just yeah. said it recently, but I uh, I, don't I, I it use was. it all the time, right? Okay. It was I think it was after like an AFC Championship game. I think they beat the Jets, beat the Patriots, or something like that back in the day. Sure. And Bart Scott comes out. He's like, to all the non-believers, <laughs> to all the non-believers, they said we were a number two ranked defense. They shit on us. They talked about us. And he's like, he goes on to say, you know, uh. Yeah, so what? They're ranked better than us, but they couldn't stop a nosebleed. <laughs> and then uh, at the end of the interview, they're like, "Well, um, you know, we'll see you in uh, Foxborough, whatever." He's like, "Can't wait!" Like the best post game interview ever. Yeah, he sounded like he was on one that. To all the non-believers, <laughs> I want to. I want. I'm going to use that one day in, in like a real, real speech. I want. I want a, something to happen to where I can. Start my uh, my very public speech that no, way. I'd actually it'd be a lot more funnier if you, if it was completely uncalled for. Oh yeah, you just use it. <laughs> yeah, I'm at Starbucks, <laughs> and I order something not on the menu, and then I'm like, to all the non-believers who thought they didn't have salted caramel and non-fat whipped cream and soy milk, to all the non-believers. <laughs> Uh, but um yeah you guys uh you guys took a nasty fall and yeah uh, yeah but but you, you know what um even in defeat you have to remain gracious you know you, you have to tip your cap to the other team um actually i don't believe that at all fuck the 49ers go chiefs <laughs> uh, Sh- it's gonna shout be a out to you ball for sure i mean you know in this case i gotta go for the 49ers as much as it pains me, I, I just got to root for the NFC West. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I actually posted something. Do you know of, out of the last six years, 
or like over uh, the yeah i do know your stupid stat nobody cares you saw it right uh, nobody cares uh, let, let, yeah let's refresh really quickly mm-hmm. um so an afc west team has made the super bowl in six out of the last 12 years we've got uh. the cardinals in 09 49ers in 2013 seahawks in 2014 and 15 rams yeah. in 19 yeah. 49ers in 20 and, and, and we've got the toughest division in football it, i don't know why people mm-hmm. won't just acknowledge it sure we've got um, the toughest division so uh remember in the 90s when um when the Buffalo Bills went to like four straight Super Bowls, mm-hmm. do you know why nobody ever talks about them? Because they, they didn't win any. Of they them. lost four straight Super Bowls. What outside of the Seahawks alone? The Cardinals won in 09. No, they didn't. They yeah, lost. they did. They lost to the Steelers. Wasn't that in yes, fantastic yes, fashion? You're right, because uh, James Harrison did return <laughs> in a that. heartbreaking. No, that wasn't why. Although that did contribute to the loss, but they lost because of uh, Santonio Brown and his immaculate catch at the back of the end zone. No, wasn't it James Harrison's touch? Like, that was at, at, the, end of, that was at the end of the first half. I thought that was at the end of the game. No, no, that wasn't at no. the end of the game. That was okay. at the end of the first half, yeah. Um, uh, Seahawks won. Yeah, they won one. Right. So I'm saying, I, I'm saying. Uh, still, still. <laughs> you know, hey, sometimes you get there and you don't you don't win, but yeah. it's the road It's the road there, right? Yeah, fair enough. Anyway. You, so you, know, I, you, you know who else took? Oh, I'm sorry, go, go ahead. No, I was gonna I was gonna open up the show with a, a bit of questionnaire, a bit of trivia here for you. Okay. Um, see if see how good you are at what you do. So I'm gonna name off. I'm gonna rattle off a few movies here, and I just want you to tell me if you can name the actor. All uh, right. The actor, as in what? The actor in the film. Like there, I'm sure there are many actors, and do you mean like the main actor? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so give me one second here. Wait, you said, and these are quotes from the movie? No, no, I'm going to name the movies. Oh, okay. And you've got to tell me the actor. Sure. Okay. But I want to make I want to make this uh I'm not going to give you the easy ones. I'm going to give you the difficult ones. Uh so we've got The Big Short. I mean, there's like 18 different actors in there. Yeah, um, this is not going to be easy. Steve Carell. No, um, no, no. Don't So there's a common actor. In oh, each of in, these movies oh, follow the I thread. See, I see, I see. Okay, okay. The Big Short. Sure. Killing Them Softly. Uh, I already know. Brad Pitt. Fuck. <laughs> Not You're good. Yeah. What? How did you get that from just these two movies? Because I'm familiar with both movies. I mean, me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, easy, easy, easy. Me too? <laughs> Fuck. Okay, god damn it. Ruined up. You ruined my whole shit. Um, so... It's award season, right? Um, we recently had the Golden Globes. Uh, we had the SAG Awards. What was the other award show? I don't know. I don't watch them. Um, so I don't, I don't Screen Actors Guild Awards. Or, yeah, what, same what? thing as SAG, but really, sure. yes, yes, very true. <laughs> that that is, SAG is the acronym for Screen Actors Guild. Um, Brad Pitt has been on a accept, award acceptance speech run uh, every time he's ex- accepted an award, and he's won, you know, Best Supporting Male Actor. Um, best male supporting lead or whatever the fucking category names are um, (laughs) on two separate occasions now for his performance in uh, what is it the Hollywood uh, what's that fucking movie he was in that his most recent movie with directed by Quentin Tarantino once upon a time in Hollywood Hollywood, Uh, so he's been winning a lot of awards for his role in that movie which I've yet to see and I am disappointed in myself for that but at the, I believe it was the Golden Globes. Um, you mean the thing that just happened? Not the Screen Actors Guild Award, not the okay. SAG Awards, the one sure, before sure. that. Golden yeah. Globes, I believe. Uh, he accepted an award to which he um, you know, thanked 
Leonardo DiCaprio, and he gave him like a pretty cool nickname, which everybody loves now, LCD. Um, his acceptance speech was charming and funny and witty, uh, and so was his most recent acceptance speech as at the SAG Awards, where he opened up by, you know, he was marveling over the award he'd just won. He says, obviously, we all know Brad Pitt single now, given his divorce or his um, ongoing divorce with Angelina Jolie. But he makes a joke. He says, you know, I'm going to add this to my Tinder profile, <laughs> which is it's just funny because everybody knows Brad Pitt's uh, like relationship history. Right. Once yeah. married to were they married to Jennifer Aniston? You know, I don't know. I would have to say yes. But well, if they, uh, and if sure. they weren't, everybody was like it was just like something that everybody thought would happen. And then we know what happened uh, with Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie during the filming of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Um. So he made that joke to open up. He went on to thank Heath Ledger, not, not Heath Ledger. He went on to thank Leonardo <laughs> so DiCaprio. Um, he thanked Margot Robbie. He he thanked Margot Robbie's feet. He thanked Dakota Fanning's feet. He thanked Quentin Tarantino for separating all those women from their shoes in this movie. I guess feet <laughs> were a big thing in this movie. No, it's like a weird. There's like a weird thing with Quentin Tarantino and feet. He has like a foot fetish. Oh. Hey, I mean, whatever, whatever works for Quentin. <laughs> you like what you like. <laughs> Um, uh, he made, you know, a few jokes here and there, but it was an interaction that, uh, that happened after his acceptance speech. So later on in the show, Jennifer Aniston won an award, um, for I believe like best female actress in, uh, television series for her performance in, uh, the morning show, uh, on Apple TV plus great show. I've watched every episode is phenomenal. And there's footage of Brad Pitt behind the scenes, like eagerly, intently watching her acceptance speech, um, both like, you know, being proud of her uh, and her accomplishments, which, you know, she deserves all of the accolades and all of the love and praise for her performance. But it was it was kind of interesting to see. Right. Like, oh, do they have a thing again? Um, and there's footage of like Jennifer Aniston, like during Brad's acceptance speeches at both award shows, like she's just she's locked in. If someone, if someone started shooting, she wouldn't even have known because she was just locked in. Um, and they, there's a bunch of pictures and footage of them behind scenes. It looks like they're very flirty and they like, they like they might get back together. Sure. Uh, so Brad is on a roll. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see him get that old thing back. (laughs) Right. Maybe they do a movie together. Yeah. I, if Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston, so my, the whole point of this was, you know, them, it looks like there might be a thing, right? Yeah. So, would you like to see them get back together? Uh, part of me is like, yeah, absolutely, sure. The other part's like, hey, who gives a flying fuck about any of this? Uh, there's a third part of me that's saying, isn't this just like the whole Rachel and Ross thing from Friends? Will they? Won't they? Maybe there's a couple of divorces in there in between. Yeah, but Brad Pitt's way more talented than David Schwimmer. <laughs> Even though David Schwimmer is still getting that syndication money. Yeah, I, hey, look, um, hey, does talent matter when you're getting them checks? <laughs> no, it does not. Still getting twenty million a year from those Friends reruns, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. and he's not having to work for it like Brad. So, like, who's really winning? <laughs> yeah. Right at the end of the day, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's not going to lose half of it in the divorce to yeah. <laughs> uh, to Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. But yeah. you know what I think would be very interesting? Yeah. What if? Brad and Jennifer did a movie and Angelina Jolie was in it as the villain or the antagonist or whatever. Or, uh, maybe. Yeah. That would be, that might sell more yeah, than Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People would go to see that in theaters. 
Maybe there there'd have to be another wrinkle in it. There it'd have to you'd have to add somebody else to spice it up a little bit. Like who who did uh Billy Bob Thornton? Get Billy Bob in there. He used to date Angelina Jolie, right? Did he? I'm pretty sure. Okay. That happened, right? So get, get just, John just like a in movie full of oh well, that's her, her dad, real but, father. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but, but that very few people know that, which is funny. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, let's just make a movie full of like exes and just make it awkward for everybody. Yeah, that would be yeah, dope. Yeah, that'd be that fire. would be amazing, actually. Yeah. You know, at, at who's, very who's minimum, another Hollywood like couple that had like a very public split? I don't know, dude. I'm like, who's Courtney Cox dating? Didn't she <laughs> publicly split with somebody? Oh, uh, David Arquette. Yeah, let's get them in there. <laughs> Throw them in there. Write them in. <laughs> yeah, let's just get everybody from Friends. Everybody, just, uh, everybody from Friends with their exes uh, in the same movie. Um, okay. Let's get Kim K and Ray J in there too. <laughs> uh, Kanye's in the back brooding. <laughs> mm, I don't like any of this. Um, okay. Uh, I wanted to run through real quick uh, some interesting thing, things that happened sports wise over the weekend. Obviously, my Packers uh, took the most major of L's, um, as did the uh, the Titans. So we have the uh, we have the 49ers and the the Chiefs uh, in the Super Bowl. Um, I guess this is the Super Bowl that everybody wanted. So it is what it is. Who wanted this? Well, right, let's I mean, be looking at the two teams. The NFL wanted this, right? Because Patrick, I think the NFL Patrick might Mahomes, have wanted Rogers, Rogers, uh, Rogers, Mahomes, the the past and the present. I think that would have been phenomenal. I mean, yeah. the stories they would have told, um, and it's great to have you know the changing of the guards, right? The old dogs, old dog versus the new dogs. And I'm sure the NFL would have won Patrick Mahomes to win this one so they could easily transition it into like he's the new face of the NFL. Very marketable guy. White people aren't intimidated by him. (laughs) You know, he is a person of color. So Uh, black people, you know, we're like, ah, he's one of ours. Right. Um, uh, Until we hear him speak, then we're like, yeah, then we're uh, like, ah, this (laughs) cornball motherfucker. But he's one of ours still, you know. We might abuse him, but he's one of our own. Uh, but it would it would be a good story. Like the marketing round, it would be great. But now the 49ers are in, right? So the NFL has a big, uh, big job ahead of them in marketing this game without telling the story about the last time the 49ers went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Why? Because who was the quarterback of the uh, uh, San Francisco 49ers the last time they went to the Super Bowl? Uh, Kaepernick. Exactly. Yeah. And they are not going to want to mention his name once in all the promotion and marketing surrounding this upcoming Super Bowl. So you know, they've got a job ahead of them. Yeah. And, and they're going to go out of their way to make sure it gets done. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just looking forward to uh, I'm just trying to figure out what I'm going to do halftime because clearly I'm not going to sit around to watch fucking Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. Um, can you actually can you push that back? Over yeah. There? It's blocking the. Uh, I will be watching. I love Shakira. Nah, I, look, I, I I understand those hips don't lie, but I also don't care. So no, that was my yeah. favorite song. I'm, do you remember? Was it your favorite song or favorite yeah. music video? Both. <laughs> do you, Do you remember in high school in the morning when you were waking up and you were like getting ready for school and you were watching like MTV jams or VH1 jams or whatever those mu- the way they showed all the music videos? No, nah, I never did that. What? Yeah, I never did that. 
MTV Jams was for like after school. What like watch the news in the morning? The actually, news? Actually, I <laughs> actually I had to stop watching. As a kid? Yeah, I had to stop watching the news because it made me depressed before going into school. Yeah, and I, and I noticed that. So <laughs> I was watching Shakira's <laughs> "Hips Don't Lie." <laughs> yeah, but then you go into school thinking things that you shouldn't. You be in fucking first period, like yeah. No, I would be. No, I was fucking doing first period. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we were both distracted. Uh, I was depressed, and you were. Uh, apparently it was history loose. class. I don't want to learn about white, <laughs> white, white European history. All right, all right. Uh, fuck this white girl. All right, so so that happened, and then uh, we of course had the uh, McGregor, Sirion. Uh, uh, is that, is that how you, Cerion? Whatever the fuck. However, cowboy. Cowboy. Yeah, cowboy. cowboy. Uh, yeah, a very quick UFC match uh, in which uh, Conor McGregor just left him uh, leaking. Very yeah, quick. It was, it was uh, like uh, it was like my fucking inf- during first period. Very quick. Forty <laughs> that seconds. Was a good callback. Yeah. yeah. I, I thread my jokes together. I'm probably gonna bring that back up later on in the show. I'm very uh, good at it. Okay. One uh, of my many talents. But yes, it was probably one of the quickest knockouts that we've seen in a title fight in a very long time. Uh, I mean, people have been waiting for McGregor to come back uh, for a long time. We got to come back. Uh, we knew we were gonna see a great McGregor. We didn't know what we were going to get from Cowboy. Uh, we didn't get much, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> yeah, we didn't get much of anything. But, I mean, what phenomenal... This couldn't have worked out better for McGregor, right? Because now, uh, he didn't have to... He didn't show too much, right? He didn't show what he's good at, what he's bad at, where he's lacking. He didn't show whether or not that time off... Because I think he had like 15 months between fights, right? He yeah. didn't show whether or not that time off affected his skill in any way. Oh, we, we got a 40-second knockout. And now his next fight, can you imagine what the payday is going to look like for McGregor? Yeah. And then uh, they're talking about Mayweather versus uh, McGregor, McGregor Part 2. Yeah, nobody cares about Which that. would be another $100 million plus payday for McGregor. After that, I'd retire. I'm not doing this shit anymore. No, he's spending money like it's like it's going out of style. So <laughs> Apparently he is. <laughs> he's got to uh, keep that habit going. But after, after this point, I'm doing movies. I'm yeah. doing more of these proper 12 whiskey commercials. <laughs> I'm I'm getting a Nike contract, whatever uh, whatever it may be. And until he inevitably throws a chair or some shit at somebody and then runs that. Put that in the contract. Are y'all forgetting like that he punched an old dude? Are he y'all, did. Are y'all forgetting that? Did the old, <laughs> ha- did the old did guy the have old, it coming? Oh, did the old guy have it coming? What what can a fucking seventy year old dude say or do? That would make you want to punch him, even if he's the most racist asshole ever, right? Yeah, this is like two old white so, guys. You're so fucking old. So dude. I don't know. Probably said something about Brexit or something like that. <laughs> is, uh, is, is Ireland a part of that? I guess I don't know. Yeah, they're they're part of the EU, right? I don't know. I think so. I don't know many things. Yeah, <laughs> especially European <laughs> shit. I don't know much about that. Yeah, uh, uh, but it was a big uh, big sport weekend. Yeah, uh, UFC, NFL. Um, I think everything kind of went as we expected it, more or less. Yeah, not a, not as we hoped, but uh, <laughs> as as we expected. Well, let's um, talk about some movie shit. Well, j- one more thing. Uh, there's uh, also the Australian Open just just uh, started for, yes. uh, for tennis. And uh, Serena and did for yeah. the second time uh, take an L to uh, no, she didn't. She did. No, Serena. Serena won her match. Venus. Today. I apologize. Oh yeah, yeah. If you if you're talking about old washed up Venus that we argued uh, relentlessly about on this pod on this very same podcast, uh, yeah. She took another L. So the same person, if this nonetheless. Is the case, then Coco Aaron Rodgers is old and washed up, right? He might be. I mean, because he lost to the to Alex Smith for a second time this well, season, right? Not Alex Smith, but well, not Alex Smith. Uh, <laughs> fucking Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I don't think so. Unfortunately, 
uh, she's lost to this young, very, very talented 15-year-old girl named uh, Coco Goff, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the second time Serena's lost to her in, in a tight... In, um, in a, in a major, a, in a major, uh, yeah, she lost her last in the I think is the U.S. Open or was I believe, it Wimbledon? I believe it was the U.S. Open. It was the U.S. Open. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, it's unfortunate. Do I think? Uh, but she qualified for this Open, so she's clearly not why. She's clearly a lot better than some of the other uh, nationally or you know internationally ranked competition what? to make it to this Australian Open. What? She just got beat. I think my argument last time was that she should just go ahead and wrap it up, and this is another. The fact that at Venus's age, right, she's still... Her sister's basically the same age. But she's a and whole at the different top of breed of fucking athlete. They literally come from the same genes. But it doesn't... <laughs> it doesn't just because two people come from, you know, this because they're brother and sister doesn't make them, like, equally well, they're sister talented, sister, right? Okay. I mean, oh, look at Steph too. Curry and look at Seth Curry. One is clearly better than the other, right? I'm not going to hold it against Seth because he's not as good as Steph. He's still, he still made it to the NBA, and has been playing at a high level for a long period of time. But if I could, and not to be only spending like 20 more seconds on this, but if I can remember your argument previously, it was that she's still at the top of her, like she's still at the top of her sport, uh, Venus was. Qualified my, for the Australian my, Open. My argument, so what? Like uh, there are a lot of people who qualify. There are a lot of people who did it. What do you talk, like it, you don't if you, uh, and then also to. You suck. No, there are a lot of people who, for for instance, aren't even ranked in the world who get who still qualify for the U.S. Open. So are you going to put her in the same boat as them? Well, I mean, what is the rank? Is it like, you know, what is the ranking? Is it like top twenty five in the world, right? And if you're if you're thirty, you don't you're not ranked, but not, you're I, still I think among it's like, the best. I think it's like the, the top one hundred, but uh, yeah, you can't I, I don't rank know exactly. One hundred tennis players? The fuck? There's too many people. No one knows who they you are. You can based on their wins and losses. Nah, fuck that. Okay, all right. And tennis yeah, is top 10. <laughs> all right, all right. Venus is like 11. Okay, uh, long story short, she sucks and needs to hang it up. Sorry, Venus. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's indeed get into some movie shit. Um, let's talk about some movies that are coming out uh, this very week. Uh, let's start with the, uh, the, the movie uh, The Last Full Measure, which is a film directed uh, by Todd Robinson, also written by Robinson as well. Um, and uh, just to give you a quick synopsis about the film, it's uh, it's about a thirty four years uh, it's thirty four years after uh, his death, uh, Airman William H. Uh, Pitsenberger, yeah, I think that's how you pronounce that, Junior uh, Pitts for short, is awarded the nation's highest military honor for his actions on the battlefield. This uh, film stars Samuel Jackson, uh, Sebastian Stan, um, Jeremy uh, Irvine. As well as Christopher Plummer, as well as others, um, yeah. Uh, I remember we saw like a trailer for this like a, a while ago. I don't know what to make of it. it. It looks kind of interesting, but also it doesn't look interesting at all. Yeah, to be honest, uh, and we did talk about this trailer uh, once before. As much as I love Sebastian Stan, Samuel L. Jackson can yeah, do it's, no it's wrong. Got, it's got the pieces for like a. Oh, this is. I'd go watch this, but then you look at it like, nah, I don't, don't want to go watch that. That doesn't seem like. Something I'd want to yeah, see. Yeah, and maybe the the trailers just aren't doing the film justice. Maybe these trailers just aren't telling uh, the story about how good this, the backstory, or you know, maybe the action sequences just aren't hitting as hard as they should be. There's something about this trailer, despite having those pieces in play, mm-hmm. it's just not working. Yeah, uh, yeah, does not look appetizing to me. 
Um, okay, let's uh, let's move forward here very briskly. Um, okay, uh, we also have another uh, film. Uh, it's a horror film. Um, it's called uh, The Turning, which is about uh, quick synopsis of the film. Uh, this is a young uh, governess is hired by a man who has become responsible for his young nephew and niece after the deaths of their parents. Uh, modern take on Henry James's uh, novella, The Turn of the Screw. Uh, this film is being directed by uh, Floria, and I'm just going to butcher your last name, I apologize, uh, Sigis Mondi. Oh, that wasn't as bad. Sigis Mondi. Okay, and uh, written by uh, Carrie Hayes uh, as well as uh, Chad Hayes. Um, this film stars uh, Mackenzie Davis as well as uh, Finn uh, Wolfhard, who is uh, Mike plays Mike in uh, um, uh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things, uh, and um, and yeah, um, look, man, uh, I don't think this looks that great. But uh, also, uh, it's got Mackenzie Davis, and I'm and I'm a huge fan of hers. And I think you voiced uh, the same opinion after watching uh, uh, Terminator: Dark Fate. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I, I'd see it on that strength of uh, uh, of that alone. But uh, but also, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not paying any money to, to go see that. Um, yeah, I mean, as much as I like Terminator: Dark Fate, I think she was phenomenal in that movie. Um, this particular movie, and I, and I, you know, I watched the trailer for this. Uh, I didn't love it. I'm also not a scary movie guy. Yeah, you. you so uh, maybe I'm not the right person to ask about this. I'm your, definitely your not cowardice is uh, <laughs> is uh, is very well uh, well documented. And uh, I don't even know if I want to uh, preface this with with a comment, but I, fuck it, I'm not going to preface <laughs> it because then it'll sound even more fucked up. It's kind of like when somebody asks you like. Hey, I, I'm not racist, but <laughs> why, why do black people curse so much? There, right? there is no more evidence that something that something is definitely racist when somebody yeah. prefaces it with, "Well, I'm not racist, but I'm not homophobic." <laughs> but why do right? Um, so I'll just say this: uh, yeah. maybe I just really liked Mackenzie's the short hair she rocked in Terminator: Dark Fate. Yeah, uh, the hair that hairstyle that she has in this movie, the turning, mm-hmm. like it looks really, really bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it was like a gl- it, it just glared it was just like a glaring fucking miscue in, yeah, in little, costume design they call this that like I saw little, in this trailer pixie cut is that what they I call don't know that what the fuck it is yeah but it, it's the hair design or the hair styling the in hair this film. design hair design yeah it's design <laughs> uh, really bad and I, as I'm watching the trailer for the turning I it just couldn't I couldn't take my eyes off it I was like Ugh, it just does not look good um, the movie doesn't either so far but I hope it does well. Yeah, I like that kid from Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, he's good kid. Good. That kid. Uh, yeah, except for uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. He um, it's it's good that he's in this film because he actually does kind of creep me out a little bit. I don't I don't know why. Something about him just looks. He's looks gonna play shaky. lots of serial killers and like <laughs> rapists. He's gonna be the na- like he's gonna he's gonna do like eventually when they stop doing the show you. Uh, and oh, back he might and be able to pick it up. Else. He's gonna like you know do, do the uh, the reboot. Yeah, of it eventually. Yeah. Um, okay. Damn, you might have just prophesized his future. <laughs> Nostradamus over here. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's move forward here. Uh, and also in theaters, we we've got the Gentleman, uh, which is uh, the next film from um, 
uh, filmmaker Guy Ritchie. Uh, and then the film was also uh, it's being directed by uh, Guy Ritchie as well as uh, it was written by him as well. Uh, and the film stars uh, Matthew McConaughey, uh, Charlie uh, Hunnam, uh, just like a shit ton of people actually. Um, uh, Michelle Dockery, uh, Jeremy Strong, uh, Colin Farrell, Henry Golding, uh, just a lot Hugh of Hugh Grant, people. Jason Wong. Yeah, just so many fucking people. Um, and it's about a British drug lord uh, who tries to sell off his highly profitable empire to a dynasty of Oklahoma billionaires. Um, I'm also equally not terribly interested in this film, but uh, I, I've never really been a big Guy Ritchie watcher i'm not i'm not trying to dog him and, and say that his work's not been good although i did really like uh um the man from uncle see i hated that fucking movie hmm. yeah, i, uh, I surprised i liked it more than i thought i would have i think guy richie's best movie ever was snatch fair enough 2000 had what brad pitt was in this movie um had a fucking great cast benicio del toro brad pitt uh, who else was in this movie? Jason Statham was in this movie. I think that was one of our first real introductions to him. Uh, great cast, great movie. Other than that, I don't really love his work as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, now we got the uh, the gentleman. Yeah, even now, the, the trailers are are very confusing. I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't happening. look bad. I just yeah, not I'm not fully understanding like exactly what this film is about. Um, Matthew McConaughey, he looks like he's going to do well in this movie, as he usually does. Yeah. Um, but as far as like the, the overall story behind the film, the purpose of the film, um, I don't. it's not translating, in the trailers at least. This could be a great film, and yeah. you know, if, if you want to go see it, I highly recommend you go see it. But yeah. uh, me, if somebody <laughs> offers to take me, yeah. I'm there, 100%. <laughs> Yeah. If I gotta spend my own dollars, uh, I got better things. Yeah, <laughs> this, I might wait till this comes out on some type of streaming service. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving forward. Um, let's talk about some uh, some of those uh, aforementioned uh, streaming services. Uh, let's talk about what's coming out on HBO this particular week. Uh, we have premiering uh, Avenue Five, which uh, uh, is starring uh, Hugh Laurie. Um, and it's kind of like this weird sort of space odyssey slash, you know, uh, it's kind of like a, I think it's it's made by the same guy who made Veep um, for HBO as well. Uh, so that's dropping. Uh, and then we have the illustrious return of Curb Your Enthusiasm mm. for season 10. Mm. And uh, it starts off in a classic fashion. I think I saw a clip like online um, of uh it's Larry David, and he he's driving, of course, and uh, uh, and then he I think cuts somebody off who's like on a motorcycle, and it's like a, like one of those just like biker dudes, and the guy's like, "What the fuck? What's going on?" And they they're stopped at a red, a red light. He's like, "What the fuck's going on, you motherfucker?" And then <laughs> Larry David pulls out a MAGA hat and puts it on, and the guy's <laughs> like, "Oh." Okay, no, it's cool. Just, uh, just be more careful next time. <laughs> and then he like rides off, and then I think the bit is is like he just uses it to get out of like weird fucking scenarios. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. It could work. Yeah, I, I would because you know I would imagine if you're if you're a Trump supporter, right? Yeah, you know they're, they're all gonna stick together, yeah, right the, or wrong. The hat just signifies right? no, no, that's that's so my brother. Like, all right, I'll let you go. Yeah, um, I yeah. mean, definitely one of the funniest TV shows of all time yeah curb your enthusiasm i haven't been able to get through i've only got up to like season four i started it from the beginning and i've gotten through season four the reason why i can't get all the way through it it's because it teaches you it's just like a a 
vomit of just what it is to be a shitty person uh, <laughs> and just be perfectly fine with the fact that you're a shitty person. No, but see, and I don't think Larry so much, David is a shitty person. No, 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 no. He just the, gets the into sh- the most crazy situations. No, no, no. He like that's the whole point of the show is him to just to be like, like if you didn't have to be like pleasant to anybody or if you didn't have to pretend to be like to like be like a nice person this is exact like this is a show that's like a concentrated dose yeah. of or if you could be very honest and direct exactly people. um which if like at least for me it fucks with my brain a little bit of like then i start thinking hey it's okay to just be a shitty person and people will still like you want to hang out with you and then it's no that's the answer to that is no nobody would want to be around you if you're just like all the time just like for every minute thing but anyways i'm going off on a tangent um okay uh let's switch up to hulu uh we've got shrill um um uh, coming out this week as well uh and then on amazon prime there's nothing i uh, or at least i didn't see anything that was uh, premiering this week except for uh they are uh it's a throwback movie called miss sloan uh with uh jessica chastain um that she came out with back in i think it was 19 it was either 19 or 18 um which i always wanted to see but i just never got around to seeing it um i think idris alba in the film as well if I'm not mistaken although I might be getting that wrong who knows um okay and now let's talk about Netflix uh we've got Family uh, Reunion Part 2 um then we have Fortune Fimester I don't know what the fuck that is uh Sweet and Sally Sweet and Salty Sweet and Sally um then we have Word Party Season 4 uh, pandemic how to be uh how to prevent an outbreak uh playing with fire fire season one the ghost bride uh october faction saint saya saya uh knights of the zodiac season one part two uh and then we have a sun uh chilling adventures of sabrina part three i kind of wanted to get into this show but also looks weird as fuck and I don't know. If it's I it's tough to watch. Is it? Yeah. It's, Why is that? So the actress who plays Sabrina in this yeah, show. Yeah, same. Uh, she uh, from Mad Men. Uh, I'm blanking on her name. It's like a really weird name, right? Yeah, it's a uh, fuck it. I got it right here, actually. Nope, that's Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I want to remember. It's definitely not Melissa Joan Hart. No, definitely not Melissa Joan Hart. Um, it literally just popped up on my IMDb. Here we go. It's like Kiernan... Fucking, how do you even pronounce this shit? Kiernan Shipka? There you go. Yeah, Kiernan Shipka. Um, I I watched maybe like the first five episodes. Now, granted, I was watching it with a super fucking uh, annoying person who couldn't watch the show without like believing that witchcraft is real. In the Bible, it says, and I'm like, yo, listen. Do I know this person? Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about this person before. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Harper's Bazaar. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know, this I was watching it with this person, and like they couldn't get past the fact that the show was about witchcraft, and oh, in the Bible it says that witchcraft is real and it's dark magic and it's evil. And wait, so so she was saying that as a, or that this person was saying that because um, because as a reason for not watching the show. So we were watching it, but like the whole time we were watching it and she was talking about how like, oh, I don't know if I can continue to watch this. It makes me uncomfortable because witchcraft is, uh, it's basically devil worship. And I'm like, no, that's actually exactly what it is. Well, I'm like, sweetheart, 
or now if we were at a seance i guess in yeah, no. <laughs> there were I, I might understand candles your point lit. Then. We yeah. were in dark robes, <laughs> chanting shit. All right, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe Let's we don't come back. Maybe we don't come back to the next seance. Uh, we, you know, we do this one and we're done with it. But uh, we're watching Netflix, okay? <laughs> watching a show on Netflix is not devil worship. I mean, I, I don't know. So, so here, here's a, if here, I watch Veep, am I? A fucking lobbyist now? Or <laughs> am I in politics? I mean, might as well be. I, <laughs> right? Doesn't yeah. work like that. Try to swipe your badge at the fucking uh, at Congress. They're like, yeah. sir. Wait, uh, I thought we were voting like- today on that bill. I watched season one. Do I not get a vote? No, sir. Sir, just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a lot to say about that, but I'm not going to say any of it. We'll just move yeah. on. <laughs> um, okay, then we have The Ranch, uh, the final season. Um, this must be one of the most under-talked-about shows because it, like, it's got Ashton Kutcher. That you, you'd think, oh, hey, you know, this means it means nothing. Nobody, it means I, fucking just, nothing. Th- there's a reason why it's just the final season. For one, it's Netflix, and they only do you know three or four seasons. And then also, I'm pretty sure nobody watches this show. He did 71 episodes of this show? Yeah. It's Holy for a while. shit! Yeah, and then uh, remember Danny, the guy from uh, that seventy show, Danny, Danny uh, Masterson. Masterson. Yep. Um, he was also in the show, but then you know, um, he got he got hit up with the the Me Too. Yeah, he got Me Too scandal. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I, I'm pretty sure he's a Scientologist, right? Is he? Do I remember that right? Yeah, and I think it had something to I don't know, a lot of craziness. But anyways, um, we have a Rise of uh, Empires, Ottoman. I'm definitely going to watch that because I am very curious about this Ottoman Empire. I know nothing about it, even though everybody always references it in political conversation. I don't know shit about them either. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, but apparently they were a big fucking deal. Probably some made up shit. Yeah, and I know everybody who knows shit about history is just like, you fucking idiots. Like, I'm pretty sure Dan, uh, shout out to Dan, pretty sure he's listening to this right now saying, you motherfucking morons. You guys also, don't I don't give a fuck it. about no Ottoman Empire. They're not making me no money. It. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm paying my bills. <laughs> well said. <laughs> what happened to him? <laughs> somebody got him out of well, here. Well, th- there are those who do believe that if you uh, don't learn from the past, you are doomed to repeat the mistakes of it. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> nah, we good. <laughs> we, we nah, good? fuck that. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, okay. I ain't picking cotton. Fuck all that, boy. Jesus I Christ. I got the that. strap. How did we get there? <laughs> <laughs> we took a couple left turns. I, I we shooting know. this time. Fuck all that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay. Um, so let's talk about some trailers that came out this past week. First one to talk about is uh, uh, Morbius, uh, starring a one Jared Leto. Um, let me see if I can pull this up real quick so I can give you guys the quick synopsis. Um, this is a. Uh, a film about uh, the biochemist Michael Morbius uh, as he tries to cure himself of a rare blood disease, but he inadvertently inflicts himself with a form of vampirism instead. This film is directed by Daniel uh, Espinoza and uh, is written by Matt uh, Sazama, uh, Burke Sharpless. Uh, you know what I hate about these fucking comic book movies? Is that they always have 8,000 writers on them. Because you have to like give credit to the people who originally like wrote the comic. Yeah, which so, is like, you know, a lot of people. 
Yeah. Uh, so there's always like six writers on it. Um, so so this was the, the, they have a story by credit those people I just mentioned and then Matt Holloway, uh, Gil Kane, uh, Roy Thomas, Art, Markham, Matt, uh, yeah, um, Art, Malcolm <coughs> are all uh, credited as well. Um, and of course, this film stars <coughs> uh, Jared Leto, uh, Michael Keaton, who he's just he, it it just doesn't matter. He'll just pop up in any fucking comic book movie. He just doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Uh, so Michael Keaton. Well, he was phenomenal in Birdman, right? Yeah. Well, um, Birdman, uh, but more specifically, uh, so what, Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm sure that check was was nice. And he's like, yeah. Just, yeah, do it again. <laughs> when, when do I show up on set? Or, who's Morbius? You know what? I don't care. When you say action, I start uh, acting. Yeah. Are Send we rolling? Um, start the fucking footage. So the Morbius trailer, uh, quite honestly, it was um, underwhelming. Mm. Uh, I'm glad to see the Spider-Man. I got, I'm glad to see more Spy, Spider-Man villains stories being told yeah. outside of Green Lantern. Well, no, um, that's DC. No, uh, I'm sorry, Hobgoblin. Okay, there's Green Goblin. There's Hobgoblin. <laughs> yeah. um, Far Cry from Green Lantern. Yeah, very, fair enough. Very. <laughs> um, in the most recent Spider-Man movie, we got introduced to uh, Mysterio, mm. right? Um, you know, we've seen D- Dr. Octopus. Uh, unfortunately, do we ever see Kingpin? Yeah. Uh, not in Spider-Man, but we did see him in actually. Yeah, not in Spider-Man. We did see him in Daredevil. Yeah. I mean, Daredevil, I feel like he should have been. a. Well, he was a Marvel. Marvel had the rights to Daredevil. There's so many great villains in this in Spider-Man's universe that we've just not gotten introduced to. Do I think Morbius should be the next one? Not really. There's so many other really good ones. But I, I think this goes to the whole thing of like, you know, I'd rather kind of Blade making... than Spider-Man. Um, With the Blade movie coming out, right? We know that um, we know Marshal Ali was cast as Blade in the upcoming in an upcoming Blade film. Um, it but that's been... that's also being done by Disney, whereas this is being done by Sony. So I think they they don't necessarily yeah, let's have. work together, guys. Let's let instead of doing shitty we already, movies, we already saw what happens when they work together. <laughs> yeah. Is everything fucking descends into madness when you don't know if Spider Man's staying in the MCU, That's leaving, true. yada yada. That's true. So it's already chaotic. Um, but I think what they're trying to do is uh, kind of like what Christopher Nolan did with uh, Bane, right? Where you take this really obscure villain and then you make him great. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't think they can replicate the success of that. Um, just because I don't don't think this movie looks very appetizing. But then again, I didn't think Venom was that great, and yet, you know, they did a, yeah, some Venom's numbers. Fucking horrible. I thought it was, but you know, apparently it still did some numbers, and they're going to come out with the, uh, part two of that, and and then they're going to try to figure out how to like work in Spider Man into yeah. the whole equation. So Morbius' story is that like you know he, he was introduced into the Spider Man universe as uh, you know the horror based rogue. A groody and gritty anti-hero, right? Is that, and, is that written on the screen? Is that uh, <laughs> some of it? I, I pieced those words together. <laughs> um, so you know, he's playing this anti-villain. Or, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, this anti-hero, right? What are you hoping to see from this movie or this particular character? Nothing. I, I could give less of a fuck, or I couldn't give less well, of a fuck. N- let me narrow down the question a little bit. Sure. So we've seen endless vampire movies, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's 
you know, we, we get a lot of the same things, right? E- yeah. Either um, they're just like the charming, blood-sucking, you know, pretty boy, Lestat vampire that we got in, what was the movie that Aaliyah did? Um, Dracula, 2000. Was that a Dracula 2000? Pretty sure. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, we get the uh, the you know the vampires that we saw in uh, Twilight. Twilight was that Twilight? I don't know any of these fucking movies. <laughs> yeah, that with, is Twilight. Right? Yeah, yeah, with yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the Twilight. And, yeah. Um, we we've gotten a lot of those types of vampires, right? Yeah. Well, also, we've gotten Blade, which was um, not your typical vampire movie. I I want to see something closer to the blades of the vampire world than you know the twilights Uh, i want neither you know what i want i want to return to probably the best i think to my you know in my opinion the best vampire movie of all time lost boys i'd like something more of in that motif where it's something that's real and that you feel like i felt I st- even still to this day when I won't go back and watch Lost Boys, it's still like some of the scenes in there are just still scary to me, even though I've seen the movie a thousand uh, times. Um, have you have you watched Lost Boys? I have not. <gasps> I don't even I don't even know how to handle this right now. I've not. But how you know, have you not seen fucking Lost Boys? So I, I did a quick Google search for some of the best vampire movies of all time. Lost Boys, which came out in 1987, is definitely on this list. Um, Interview with the Vampire. I, uh, thought, I thought that was kind of boring. Love that movie, Blade. I felt deeply uncomfortable with a young, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, she played the young girl in the uh, the movie. God, what's her name? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. She's from the uh, cheerleading remember. series. Christian, uh, Kristen, uh, Kristen uh, Stewart. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, Kristen uh, Dunst. Chris, Dunst. Yeah, Kristen Dunst. Dunst. Yeah. Um, felt deeply uncomfortable with uh, that whole scenario. I mean, she was of age, technically. No, she was not. After that 100 years? She was... <laughs> what was your technical age on set? Is <laughs> 12. Uh, exactly. <laughs> um, so, I'm, I'm going to go through a few of these vampire movies, uh, yay or nay. Uh, so, again, we got Lost Boys on there. I think you give that a yay. You remember Daybreakers with uh, um, Ethan Hawke? No. No, you don't remember that movie? Mm-mm. That was a pretty good one, actually. We got interview with the vampires. We got the original Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, I, I don't really have a, a connection with it. Um, what is this one from Dusk Till Dawn? I thought that was actually a pretty good vampire. Yeah, that was pretty movie. cool. Yeah, um, we've got Thirty Th- Days. That was that was, if I'm remembering correctly, though, that was less vampires and more like, um, almost like zombie apocalypse kind of situation, right? Um. From Dust Till Dawn, kind of, kind of, sorta. Yeah. Uh, great cast. I mean, George Clooney, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Uh, Salma Hayek, mm-hmm. iconic Salma Hayek scene. Remember, she was, um, she was in like the she had the little sexy outfit on. She had the bra, and uh, I think she was in like a bikini, basically. I don't remember, but oh, what? That was. I feel like I should. <laughs> you should. Uh, that was Salma Hayek. I, I mean, she today. Salma Hayek has been at. I don't want to get lost on this tangent. Peak I don't want to get lost on this tangent because I, I will get lost on this tangent. I, I'll get lost. <laughs> you don't like Salma Hayek? No, it's not that. I, it's, it's that I do. That's why I don't yeah. want to get lost on this yeah. tangent. <laughs> she, but she's been at tier one for 30, 40 years now. Uh, yeah, yeah. And no, if you no like sign, Salma Hayek, no signs of falling from tier one. You're gonna like this fucking movie. Uh, so yeah. Dust Till Dawn is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I know you're gonna put that on the list. Of no, them. no, no. I wouldn't. Not the movie. No. 
Not the movie, the show. Well, the, the, the show. show we, we can put the show in there. Yeah, the movie yeah. looked like looked like shit. Yeah. Um, Underworld. Nah, which originally I, I, I appeared never, in two thousand three. I, I never really fucked with Underworld. I loved Underworld. It was I, I, good. It's it's a very divisive movie. Either you love it or you just simply hate it, which I fall into that camp. Okay, so two thousand fourteen's Dracula Untold Story. Nope. No, you didn't like stupid. that one. No, it was definitely. Yeah, not. It was kind of stupid. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Queen of the Damned was the movie that was that I uh, was referring to that starred uh, Leah. I think this was. A, was she not in Dracula 2000? No, she was not. No. Who's in Dracula 2000? Uh, I fucking don't know, but I want to pull that up. It should yep. be on here. So Dracula 2000, which came out in the year 2000. It, um, that movie was starring uh, Gerard Butler. Uh, Justine Waddell, Johnny Lee Miller, Jennifer Espin Esposito. Hmm. Yeah, she's That's weird. Yeah, I could have sworn on that. Uh, uh, Omar was Epps was in this movie. I remember Omar Epps. I, Danny I Masterson, who we referred to earlier. Yeah, yeah but she was not. Hmm. Uh, so I'm going to give you like two more. Uh, well, did, uh, can I name one? Um, there's one that uh, that actually I've been thinking about watching lately is with uh, Grace Jones. Uh, fuck. Okay, keep talking and I'll, I'll pull up. Damn, I actually reached the end of my list. <laughs> that was it. The rest of these vampire movies suck. <laughs> um. Oh, you know what was a good one? The Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer movie. I'm not. I'm not gonna entertain your. Yeah. No. Uh. I know. Just. Just by the title, it looks like it was a shitty movie, but that shit was dope. So that movie came out in 2012. Um, who was the guy who started? It was a Sean McAvoy, I believe. Nope. It was Benjamin Walker. Um, we had Dominic Cooper in this movie. We had Rufus Sewell. Most of these motherfuckers, I don't know. Regardless, that was a great movie. If you haven't seen Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln Vampire Hunter, uh, it's a good-ass vampire movie. The rest of these look like they suck. <laughs> Not going to lie. Fair enough. Um Damn, I can't find this uh, Grace Jones movie, but it was one of my favorite movies. And, and one of the reasons why it was my, one of my favorite movies was because um, uh, my, so my dad used to record uh, movies onto um, onto VHS tape. Right, he'd leave, he'd he put the v, uh, VHS in, um, and he just hit record, and then whatever fucking movie popped up on there popped up, and he just recorded it. Um, but the funny thing that would happen is, is from time to time he would like record like some like wrestling or some shit, which mm-hmm. I absolutely loved as a kid, as you you know, know since I was watching that when you when you came in. Um, uh, so this movie would precede some of the wrestling, like a like a, a particular wrestling match or whatever. So whenever I would want to watch that match, I would have to like at least in some part see this movie. And so I've watched this movie countless times. And it like it's kind of a stupid movie. Was it Vamp? Yeah, it's Vamp. Starring Grace Jones. Uh huh. Um, so uh, so it's about two fraternity pledges uh, travel to a sleazy bar in search of a, a stripper for uh, for their college friends, unaware it is occupied by vampires. So basically, they go to this club and then they get lured into this like underworld where they they like oh like you know maybe like we're just looking for you know some some women and then it's like this fucking like like group of fucking vampires and it's just super creepy and fucking weird uh and uh yeah it's just one of those nostalgic things from like my childhood that i so it's a vampire strip club essentially except for they weren't strippers so much as they were killing people so Mm. there's that (laughs) yeah wouldn't that be wouldn't that be a trip 
If you like, you, you came in with a nice stack of ones. Like, all right. Yeah, you got the crisp some ones too. <laughs> for fresh from the bank, mm. <laughs> fresh from the press. Would I go for a quick in and out? <laughs> Fifteen minutes and I'm gone. You didn't get me. Just protecting your neck. I'm go with the UV light and a turtleneck on. <laughs> some garlic. I'm in there. <laughs> some garlic, a UV light, and a turtleneck. Yeah, you're good to go. Hey, I got these ones, baby. <laughs> All right, let's move the fuck on here. Um, so, uh, what's our next movie? Hold on. Let me figure this out. Uh, so, oh, uh, so this is the, um, this next uh, thing is the uh, trailer is the uh, the Justice Project, which is basically just documenting uh, Kim Kardashian's sort of like quest to, uh, like quite uh, quest for um, the criminal justice uh, reform. Um, a lot of people had a lot of feelings about Kim Kardashian and sort of being the face of this movement, but I, I'm increasingly not understanding why, if that makes sense. So what, ha- so this is a case of, and we've seen this a lot throughout history, right? And I think this is what upsets people is where there are people behind the scenes who are really doing the work, right? Who are, you know, in coming in the office early, grinding it out, leaving the office late, um, but you know the beautiful woman or the the, the good looking person not not just going to narrow it down to just women the good looking person gets the credit of you know being on the forefront right the person who's never actually had to deal with the thing that they're trying to champion right but they're getting all the credit for being the champion of that thing um, Kim Kardashian and. This is not her fault, you know, that she was born to, you know, hardworking parents and happened to live, uh, uh, you know, a wonderful life, a lifestyle people dream about. Right. And, you know, she has taken it upon herself to champion uh, social justice or prison reform. Right. So, I mean, I love her for this. Shout out to her. I think she's doing great work. Um, she could have she could have just kept doing Hollywood shit. Right. Kept doing Instagram shit. Kept you know, doing whatever well, the fuck still, she does. She's still doing this. And, and she's still so. doing that, right? Yeah. But she doesn't have to be doing this. If Kim Kardashian never decided to take on this project and, and take on prison reform, people would still love her for whatever the fuck she decides to do. If she put out a clothing line, if she put out makeup, if she decided to become an actress, do another movie with Ray J, whatever. Um, <laughs> Are you ever going to let that, no. let that go? No, love that, love that. <laughs> Uh, but so I, you know, shout out to her for taking on this challenge and like, she's really made a huge impact in a lot of people's lives. The problem that a lot of people have with it is like, you know, it's just kind of like one of those stories of here's, here's a, um, a white woman in a very privileged position who is now being viewed as the hero and the champion of this thing, uh, that if you really know what's going on, there are three, uh, highly educated, um, black female attorneys behind her who are doing all the real work but Kim Kardashian is the face of of the work in what world would she not be the face of it you know in a perfect world where the people who are doing the work are acknowledged for doing it no so the reason why she is the face of it is because she's a popular celebrity just like so for instance if if um, Idris Elba you know, wanted to really make this his thing and like, okay, like I'm, I'm tackling, um, uh, uh, you know, the prison industrial complex. 
um, with these overblown uh, prison sentences that that some of these people are getting, um, when he by definition then become the face of the the movement. Sure, I mean, celebrity having a celebrity on board with anything that person's going to become the face of the movement that person's going to add popularity and, and notoriety yeah. to it right and that's what happened here right i think if kim kardashian wasn't the face of this thing it, it probably it probably wouldn't have gotten the results that it has so for that i think more people are thankful than they are upset but when you really when you put it under a microscope and you're like man there, there's these three women of color who were doing the same work over the past 20 years right but there's a reason kim kardashian jumps on and all of a sudden now it's like let's make a documentary and honor kim k look i'll be the first one to make fun of the kardashians and be like and even like even still i don't know like i don't know the work she's doing i don't know in the greater scheme of things like how effective it is i don't know i don't know if they're just overblowing the shit she's doing or if they're underselling it or if they're correctly judging i don't i don't know any of that but the the problem i have is is that like we we try very hard not to be realistic right that we say oh these three black women of color you know who've uh or three three was it three black women right yeah i don't know why i keep saying of color (laughs) black women of color um these three black women have been doing the same exact work um and haven't gotten any of the recognition because they're not celebrities like i don't like what what are are we arguing (laughs) like I, I, I deeply don't understand that like she she's a celebrity it's her job to be whatever the fuck she's doing to be like well known by people who typically don't give a fuck about anything that actually matters you know in life um, suddenly she's doing something and having those same people be like oh she's doing something you know that's good but also it's just another thing that she's doing that we're getting swept up in that's like that's the reality of the situation like yeah like and I, I guess I, I don't understand like I guess what they're trying to say is, is like, oh, they would like as much recognition as her. But then they would have had to been the celebrity that she was in order to get that same recognition. And that's not the work that they do. They actually do work. <laughs> like, And so I'm very perplexed as to why, like, I, I, I would understand if she was, I'd understand if she was like, so for instance, this show, I'm a little questionable about the show because it's like, all right, now you're going to come out with the show on this shit. Like now, now we're getting into the whole you're monetizing it kind of situation. Now it's getting a little sketchy, but I can understand if she was like out there making fucking T-shirts and, you know, and making money off of it. And okay, like that's like, all right, now you're just using this as another way to make money. But if you're not doing that, if you're just focused on the actual thing itself, then I'm misunderstanding what the fuck the problem is. I mean, because I think you're I think there's something that's like right in front of you and you're trying not to see it because you want to see some bigger picture somewhere. And it's really as simple as the fact that there are people doing the real work who've been doing the real work for a long period of time. Right. Who've been unsuccessful in doing that real uh, thoughtful, purposeful work. And it's this celebrity comes on board who you know, has no law background, who has no ties to the criminal, who ha- who hasn't done the learning, who the hasn't only thing she has is paid her dues. The only thing she has is celebrity, and that person jumps on, and now you get to meet you, with the you, president. You, you work in advertising. You get to do press conferences. You work in advertising, right? Yeah, So, but that is the problem, right? It's celebrity Why? comes on board, and all of a sudden, let's honor this person. My, let's my, give Kim K award for her. Let's give her the who's, Nobel who's Peace giving, Prize. Who's giving an award, but... Um, well, no, she's... She, 
uh, well, you might as well, right? With all of the pieces that have been done about how she, Kim K's yeah, social because the same prison justice the same bullshit champion, the same blah, bullshit blah, blah. crowds that write about anything that Kim Kardashian does, they're the same ones who are giving her all this praise because of it. What I'm saying is, is I'm not I'm not dense to to the everything that you just said, and let's only spend like maybe one more minute on this. But um, I'm not dense to what you just said. I understand that there's a dynamic of they've been doing this work and now here comes Kim Kardashian and she says two words and now everybody is just on her deals with like, Oh my God, I, it seems like you're doing something really worthwhile. Let's, let's pay attention to this thing now. But like you work uh, in advertising, you, you understand how, how you attach a celebrity to something in order to bring attention to it. That's their whole job is to bring attention to shit. Right. That's why we have all these Instagram uh, models selling shit and, and, and whatever on on Instagram, right? Um, it's because if people see them associated with that thing, then they become just by definition more infatuated with whatever that thing is. That's the only thing that's going on here. Those three women that have been championing this, it, name any other fucking issue you want to in a world that's like an actual real fucking problem, right? There are a lot of people who are doing work on that fucking thing, but they're not celebrities. Right? Yeah. So therefore, a lot of people aren't going to know who the fuck they are because that's not their job. They're not their, their job isn't to be well known. Their job is to uh, find ways in or, uh, to, to reverse some of these fucked up things that happen. Um, uh, if, if you want to blame anything, blame society for being more infatuated with people like Kim Kardashian than uh, criminal justice. No, and I agree. It's 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 a societal problem, right? Because we're the people. Society are the ones who are looking at Kim Kardashian and giving her all the credit for the work that other people have been doing, right? Whereas in a perfect world, we'd give the people who are doing the work the credit. Um, so yeah, it's a societal problem. But the people who are upset about it, right? Not necessarily at at the accomplishments that have been made, but at who's getting the credit. Those people have a valid point, right? And it is because you know, we live in this culture where the celebrity is more important than, you know, the purpose or the work or what, or the, or the cause, right? It's like, I'm not going to pay attention to this thing unless the celebrity is a part of it. Clean water. I don't give a shit. Matt Damon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's do, <laughs> let's, let's fuck with this water stuff. Right. Um, yeah. it, it's an unfortunate reality. Yeah. It's, it's an unfortunate reality, but it's a reality. Nonetheless, that's not that hard to like figure out. So I don't understand why everybody's like, everybody's like on their fucking high horse of, I can't believe she's getting all this attention. And it's just like, whoa. No, because it's like people understand it. I think, you know, people who are able to see beyond like the smoke and mirrors and, and the fireworks are just looking at it like, like this is, this is crazy and unfortunate. Like this is a real thing and real people have been working on this type of reform. Right. And, and the bigger problem is, People are going to acknowledge Kim K for doing it. And when Kim K eventually decides to move on, right, the system will probably remain the same. Like she'll have, you know, gotten a few prison sentences reduced, gotten a few people off of death row, gotten a few people I early released. Those, those people who, you know, yeah. got their sentences reversed, I'm sure. Don't yeah, feel those that people. Right. Way. But then like after when she moves on to something else, right, the system's probably still going to remain intact. Then it's business as usual. That's the unfortunate part that I think a lot of people are seeing. You mean uh, that when she loses interest in the thing, then uh, like the system isn't changing. The celebrity is just making a momentary impact, but the system's very much still the same. And it's like, damn, we're giving this person all this credit for a system. That's, but that's the same, but that's like a weird thing. And I guess maybe you could say, Oh, like unless she just rocks with this for life, 
like unless this is just just her thing for the rest of her life that because then you could say the same thing about the three women who are actually doing the work behind the scenes because they've been working for a fucking while and not a goddamn thing changed yeah um so uh yeah i don't i don't know i, I think it's it's all to do about nothing like i said the, the only way that i would have a problem with this is if she finds some way which the Kardashians seem to always do uh, to to monetize this to, well, to flip here this. It is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. An actual show, uh, but again, I I don't know what those particulars are. I don't know if she's making any money off the show or if she's just doing it to. Uh, They're, making I, I the the <laughs> They're making money off of the show. They're making money off of the show. They don't do anything for free. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's uh, let's move on here. Uh. Let's talk uh about another series, uh coming out. Um. That actually looks really fucking interesting. Uh, this uh, this is called uh, Litter Fires Everywhere, um, and it is uh, directed by Lynn Shelton, uh, as well as uh, it's written by uh, Celeste Neig, uh, as well as Liz uh, Tigliar. Uh, and it stars uh, Reese Weatherspoon, as well as um, uh, uh, Carrie Washington. Um Looks very fucking interesting from the uh, from the trailer, uh, and you know I, I think this is based off of a novel, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, uh, it's an adaptation of like Celeste. Her last name's I said two Neek. letters. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, mm. come on, man. Would you want someone to make your last? Yikes! <laughs> I knew it was devolving. Said I was trying to cut it off with the knees. Um, I don't fucking know how to pronounce this. I'm not gonna lie. Neeg. Uh, that's what I said. Neeg. Yeah. Negan. Is that uh, Walking Dead reference? Yeah. Okay. What? I don't. Watch I it. am Negan. I don't watch Walking Dead. What? Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, last two seasons were rough, but it, it ended on a very high note. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Fucking Reese Witherspoon, she's on fire right now. Yeah, dude, she's doing everything. We're like, her agent is working around the clock. Like, just she wasn't sleep. doing shit. Yeah. Last year, this year, no, no, uh, she did. No, she did a lot of shit. Last she did a lot of shit in 2019. She didn't do shit in 2018. She had a shit I cared about. Uh, Big Little Lies. I'm gonna fuck. If you didn't watch the first season of Big Little Lies, that was a mistake. It was, it was actually really good. Season two, I can't. I watched like two episodes. I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. It was that bad. It was that yeah, bad. See? It was that bad that, and I have an addiction to finishing something once I've started it. So if I watch season one, mm-hmm. I have to power through season two. See, in my opinion, a show isn't good if only one season. If if you can only watch the first season, you can't watch the second season. It's not good. It's oh, not I'm worth not, my time. No, no, I'm not. I'm not, and and also too, season one is kind of like self contained, meaning that like. It, it's it feels like a show that was only meant for one season, mm-hmm. but they saw the reaction. They're like, "Oh shit, spring it back yeah. again!" Um, but, but that let's doesn't give that, no effort this season, pretty much, because we're just gonna get those same fans. No, that the storyline didn't make any sense. It, it was, it, and they thought, "Oh, like let's just add Meryl Streep to it, and that'll you know uh, that'll sell everybody on it." And, and it, it just wasn't that great. Um, but season one was fantastic. Look, uh, season one of uh, Heroes, one of the best seasons of a show I've ever seen. Season two, tremendous drop off. I'm not even going to mention any of the other seasons because they're not even worth even. Really. <laughs> uh, but anyways, back to back to the show. Um, it, I think it's an interesting pairing between uh, Reese Witherspoon and uh, Carrie Washington. Both, uh, I think, are fantastic actresses um, and uh, bring uh, very different things, but um, but equally as potent um, uh, um, uh, efforts to their to their roles. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, and it's award season. Uh, Reese Witherspoon has been like the talk of the town with like her performance in the morning show opposite Jennifer Aniston and Steve Carell. Um, you know, she's gotten a lot of spotlight on the award ceremonies, and Beyonce even sent her a whole fucking closet of Beyonce's uh, recent uh, uh, product launch with Adidas, this the Ivy Park Adidas uh, collaboration. Yeah, I, I didn't. Know, I missed that whole thing. Why did that happen again? So, I mean, Beyonce is pretty much just sending all her rich friends like her entire collection, <laughs> but like it's not just like they receive a box and the clothes are in it, like. She's shipping them an entire closet full of clothes. Like you haven't seen it. What if I don't? What if I don't have space? Well, I mean, these are all rich people who have you know <laughs> massive houses. They, they've got the space. I mean, it's eighty seven hundred square feet. You can put it somewhere. Mm. Um, if you haven't seen it, like just look it up on Google or something like that. Uh, it is insane. I mean, Beyonce's uh, collection is dope. But like how she's actually delivering these things, it, it's it's fucking insane. Yeah. Um. So he, here's a picture, um, of the like in this orange box here is the closet of yeah. which Beyonce's sending her entire collection. Yeah. Shoes, clothes, sweaters, hats, bags, whatever the fuck. Um. Could you? What if she shipped you one? You would. Uh, how would you even get into the fucking house? I wouldn't. Uh, Who's I, shipping I, it? My house can barely fit me in it. I. <laughs> I can't. Can you imagine <laughs> the cost to ship that? Well, I mean, it's, it's beyond. It's, 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 I mean, what so are you talking about? <laughs> price doesn't matter. Yeah. But um, what a dope gift, though. So shout uh, out to uh, Beyonce for the launch of her product line with Adidas, and shout out to Reese Witherspoon for uh, rich people shit uh, for for killing it. Yeah. If you haven't seen the morning show, you must. I gave you my Apple ID. You still haven't watched it? Oh yeah, I still haven't watched. It. I, was, I was actually going to watch it today, and then I just decided to watch old nineties uh, wrestling. No, um, bad idea. <laughs> uh, so to, to put a cap on this uh, little fires everywhere uh, just to give you a, a very very brief uh, synopsis of it uh, uh, it's about two families living in 1990s Shaker Heights um, who are brought together through their children um, so uh, so yeah it uh, yeah it, it looks really good um, so, and it's coming out on Hulu if I'm not mistaken Hulu Hulu <laughs> um, so so yeah uh, check it out. Okay. Uh, Not very uh, inspiring. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Nobody will go off of my recommendation. <laughs> they will get no new watchers based on my recommendation for it. Um, okay. Uh, I know you wanted to talk about uh, you getting renewed for a third season. Yep. So Netflix recently announced that you will be back for a third season. Our uh, neighborhood uh, stalker murderer, uh, Joe or Will or whatever his new name will be in season three, uh, will be back doing some more murdering, some more stalking. Uh, so if you watch season two of you, it ended. Have you seen it yet? Not, All no. right. Spoiler alert. No, it's no, your, don't, don't. No, you know, it's your fault. No, I know it's my fault, but don't. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want right, to. I'm, I'm going to watch let me, it. Let me see, see if it. I can talk around it. Okay. Uh, so season two of you ended with Joe seemingly having accepted a new life. You ruined it for me. No, I didn't ruin it. You did. Now I know Joe makes it to the uh, to the end of the season. Uh, that is ruin it for you. I know, I'm just bullshit. Joe may be walking a different path at the end of season two. Bullshit. Um, or he may be taking on a new project. Uh, that's more than likely the case. So, but his circumstances now vastly different. Mm. Is he in jail? It's not traveling alone anymore. Partner in crime. 
maybe one, maybe two, maybe four. I don't know what that means, but yeah, <laughs> okay. who knows? All right. Um, yeah, so I had to throw a curveball in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Joe is no longer a solo traveler, and uh, he's, he's maybe taking on a new project close to home, literally. Um, season three, if it goes the way I'm thinking it's going to go, very ambitious for Joe. Mm. Um, and it's going to be. He tries to stalk like Elizabeth Warren or something. Uh, I mean, if he could swing the election, <laughs> if Joe was in her cabinet, if he was the secretary of defense, I might vote for her because like, whoever we got a problem with, nah, he'll he, get he, him he, out he, of nah, it. He wouldn't be the secretary of defense. Who, he, if Joe yeah. were uh, in, in the president's cabinet, who, what, what would his role be? Role be? Uh, what would Joe be? Are we going based off of his character or what we're thinking he would be? Like, so for instance, like he tried well, to the do character is Joe. So we got to go based off of that. He'd do something low key. So he'd be like a little intern. He'd be whatever. Like he'd do something that like is kind of inconspicuous. He can kind of move in and out. Nobody really notices him. Um, but if I'm going based off of what I would think that or what I would want him to be, I would say. Yeah, he wouldn't be he wouldn't be the uh, he wouldn't be anything to do with defense. He would be I would probably have him as chief of staff because mm, okay. then he, he's going to be able to exert some control some power you know yeah um he's high enough to where no one would suspect him right then he'd put on that fucking hat <laughs> no one would Wait, recognize him joe, and it, it's crazy how as soon as joe puts on that hat and zips yeah. up his hoodie unrecognizable <laughs> to people who've known him for for many months right it's like, joe is uh, it's your dad is that you <laughs> raised you all your entire your entire fucking life is that you i can't tell he takes the hat off son he tries to he tries to talk in a different voice no yeah. no it's not me, it's not me. It's not he tries to do the christian bale batman yeah. <laughs> i was gonna do a batman voice, yeah but. yeah well you still kind of still did it now you just are staring at me creepily. No, not, yeah, this is the weird. lego batman i was gonna do Christian Bale Batman, but I couldn't yeah. muster it up. Fair so, enough. Fair uh, enough. Hey, we can't we can't be good at everything, you know. I'm gonna cancel that. But anyway, yeah. So Joe, he'd be the chief of staff. He'd put on that hat. Listen, the 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 uh, president of fucking Serbia or something like that, or or, or the Ukraine is unwilling to dismantle their their nuclear weapons program. Joe would be like. I got it. <laughs> Put on the hat. <laughs> Mysteriously, the Zip president the of the Ukraine died in his sleep last night. <laughs> Causes unknown. Joe would take the hat back off. Sir Chief of Staff, what are you doing? Wait, didn't you just come back from the Ukraine, Joe? <laughs> no, I don't no. know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Sounds crazy. <laughs> so, hey, uh, I wonder if um, season three of you, Joe might, uh, I hope he gets a job. Maybe what, they can pick up what, where uh, um, fucking... Uh, what is that show called? The Netflix show with Kevin Spacey that got canceled. Oh, uh, House of Cards. Yeah, maybe they could pick up where that left off. Merge the two. I know. If oh. Fave were here. What if? What if? Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's no problem with that at all. No. Like, yeah, I'm surprised they're not thinking about that already. Joe becomes the president. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. Damn, I forgot what I was going to say. I don't know what episode that was. Um. But we had a lively debate with Fabe. Yeah, yeah. Um, classic, classic. Yeah, Fabe, uh, Fabe, Fabe podcast, podcast teammate. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, you got to uh, go back and check it out. That was uh, rich material, classic Fabe yeah. podcast. What was that episode called? That episode was called uh, 
I remember uh, House of like we played off of like House of Cards, but it was like. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was a it was a fun, interesting title. Yeah, uh, we got to go back and look that up. His thing was like they were like it'd be okay to change it from house of Car- from just being house cards to being like a an apocalypse, like a zombie, uh, zombie apocalypse, apocalypse mashup. Damn, I, I, I can't still, remember. But, uh, so I still think that's a horrible <laughs> idea. Uh, but we had a lively discussion about yeah, it. So yeah, if you hilarious. want some original classic content, go back and check that episode out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now to put a button in this whole you uh, situation. Um, so it gets renewed for season three. What are you hoping happens without giving anything away? Uh, what do you what do you expect to have happen in season three? It's one of those things where at this point, it would be completely unfathomable to continue to see this character succeed. <laughs> yeah, like no way has hey, this look. guy been able to murder white privilege twelve people <laughs> and just continue to get away with it. Uh, hey, and not even not it's not even that he's getting smarter. It's actually maybe getting a little bit sloppier, making poor and poor decisions. Just continues to be able to skate. I mean, that fucking hat, you know? <laughs> it's like as soon as he puts it on, even if the police have DNA, <laughs> uh a fucking high definition footage <laughs> and a signed confession, that hat yeah, up, I don't know where Joe went. The judge is like, this is all inadmissible. <laughs> Throw the case out. Um, but what I would like to see happen, I, there's going to have to be a, a massive, massive plot twist. Uh, I think what would be very interesting in season three is if Joe dies, episode one, yep. they just get him out of there early. And then maybe the rest of the season tells, gives you some backstory on what happened and how he eventually, you know, how the yeah, those they, events they, transpired. They got to wrap it up because... Uh yeah, it's just not going to be. It's like one of those things that it's kind of like um, what's a show that isn't really particularly good, but it just catches everybody's like everybody's just talking about it for a while. I was going to say uh, Stranger Things, but I don't think other people feel the way about Stranger Things. Then I think uh, Stranger I Things is genuinely a good show. Um, in season three, it actually was really good. But uh, the first two seasons, I think, were very mediocre compared to how the first two seasons were just like fandom and 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 exactly you know love of these crazy kids right um but a a show that is not really good that people just happen to like love that's a good question oh i thought you meant the show love Um, there's a show called love yeah, on, uh, Netflix. Oh, I don't know. Maybe, I God, maybe God friended me. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Like I think that's just like religious nut jobs watching it. Like <laughs> God will me to watch this show. God fr- did friend him. Yeah, he did friend. I have Facebook. to watch it before I go to church on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, it, you know, it, it caught the public's attention, and everybody's talking about it, even though it's not really that good of a show. Like it doesn't really make that much sense. It's not really that engaging as far as its material. It's just like, so for instance, like I remember watching season one thinking the entire time of, hey, Joe, do you actually want to date this girl? How about you just date her? Like, like yeah. why do you have to stalk her? Like at, at any point in that continuum, like he could have just he could have discontinued his actions and it would have been perfectly fine. But they just like I, I feel like. Well, I they, think he did have to kill Peach. Uh, but that's after he like and, and think about it this way. He went there and he stayed at the house for basically the entire weekend and nobody knew he was in the house. Yeah, that, that was the craziest shit ever. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Joe, uh, at that point, you should just go home and uh, see her when you get when she gets back to the crib. Yeah. Because, like, you know. What are you doing? <laughs> she was, it wasn't like she was cheating on him. Yeah. 
nothing wrong, nothing bad was happening. You could have just went back and, you know, had your girl. Yeah. You didn't have to kill her. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, not to talk too deeply about uh, you, but uh, I actually am going to try to watch uh, season two. It's just, it's already started where, you know, after the new year, I was like, all right, I'm going to start on these shows and I'm going to stay on top of these shows so that I don't get halfway through the year and think, fuck, I got to watch eight seasons of this show <laughs> to be able to catch up to where everybody else is. Um, but there's just so many fucking things I want to watch. Uh, and But you is, you season two is one of them. Um, but I also want to watch shows that are actually coming out like now versus shows that came out in 19. Um, but anyways, I digress. Um, let's talk about this uh, super quick. Uh, so uh, there is some rumblings that uh, Taika uh, Waititi um, is uh, exploring uh, doing a uh, Star Wars film. Uh, and uh, this is now the uh, 3,000th um, <laughs> new Star Wars, uh, either rumored or you know uh, potential project to uh, to to get uh, you know some some buzz. Um, I think that's an interesting. It it's an interesting pairing. Um, I can't wait to see fanboys their heads explode when they're like. <gasps> That's not that doesn't belong in the Star Wars universe. That doesn't make any sense with what you, we believe Star Wars is. Um, because at Rise of Skywalker, I think we both left the theater thinking that was pretty fucking good. Yeah, definitely. and yet it's got the lowest rated uh, uh, Rotten yeah. Tomatoes out, out of all the fucking films. I was I was surprised to see that. Um, yeah, because it it was one of the best Star Wars movies I've seen in a while. I I think it's look. Everybody calls Empire Strikes Back the, the best Star Wars film, right? And arguably speaking, I think it is. Um, this film, though, I thought was comparable, not necessarily to Empire Strikes Back, but was just, I think, head and shoulders better than any of the other films. Look, people are going to disagree. They're going to, like, moan and bitch about it. But also, no, like, it's, just, I, I, it's not, I don't understand what, what everybody's It had all the elements, had all the pieces, great storytelling, great visuals, action, plot twists, um, uh, it was it had yep. emotional appeal. Well, had, people are talking about Ray and how she was essentially like kind of unemotional throughout the entire thing. Like even when, uh, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it, um, cover your ears or earmuffs. Um, when uh, Kylo Ren dies, she's like not really that torn up about it, even though she just like kissed him. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of true. But I, I feel like I mean I didn't really give a fuck at the moment. No, I didn't whatever. give a shit. I feel like uh, her character though has had a struggle um, with her emotions like throughout mm. her entire life, right? So like, she's already experienced loss, right? It's oh, okay. The, lo- the loss That's of her really parents. Interesting tape. Huh. So the loss of someone who was once her enemy that she may have had a thing that she may have had feelings for does is that going to shake a person who has experienced the loss of their their parents if has not known like true love their entire life no i think that person keeps it moving like they've been they've trained themselves to keep it moving yeah yeah Um, that that didn't bother me i don't think that i I don't i don't think that's a reason to question the film yeah uh yeah i don't know just people being people um so taika why uh why titi um so uh he actually was uh he, he already has sort of a little bit of a connection, and this is per uh, an article uh, uh, from Empire. He, uh, he he was in uh, The Mandalorian, 
I believe, and he voiced uh, what's the robot that was shooting everybody? Um, it was like IG or One G, whatever the fuck it is, uh, IG Eleven or something like that. It was like a hunting droid, um, and um, and it was actually one of the better characters like on the on the show. Yeah, it was IG Eleven. Uh, IG Eleven. Yeah. Yep. Um, so so he he's already a little bit connected to the uh, the Star Wars universe, uh, but then also too one of the kind of concerns about him. Um, doing a potential Star Wars film is, is that it probably wouldn't happen for a long fucking time because he's coming out with a shit ton of movies within the next few years. Uh, so, for instance, uh, his next film is, uh, I believe, Next Goal Wins. Um, and then he's doing the Marvel film Thor Love and Thunder uh, mm-hmm. after that. And then I believe he is working on the, the uh, long gestating uh, Akira um, live action film. Uh, but who knows if that's actually going to fucking happen or not. He's um, doing Free Guy. That's um, in post-production right now with uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. He's got Suicide Squad coming out in 2021. Mm, uh, th- no, that's uh, Gunn. That's, um, uh, James Gunn. I don't know. I think Taika Waititi's on this because it has here, it under his... Uh, oh, he may, he might be playing uh, he might be playing a character in it. I don't think he act- he's directing it, though. Yeah, maybe. I don't fucking know. In the Suicide Squad? No, yeah, he's he's not directing it. It's, uh, it's James Gunn. I'm just reading what's in front of me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he's working on a lot of upcoming projects. So if you were to take on a, a Star Wars film, especially looking at how long those films take to produce, uh, fucking like two or three years it takes to make a Star Wars movie with the filming, post-production, um, and all the shit that happens in between. Dude. Movie they don't, will be out till like 2030. They don't fucking know what they want to do. Um so they were going to be doing a, a new trilogy with the uh, with D and D from um, uh, from Game of Thrones. Um, uh, they were they were set to make a, a new trilogy of movies, and then they axed that. Um, I don't think they fucking know what they want to do with Star Wars. I think they have this massive property on their hands that basically just kind of shot its wad with the last trilogy. Shot um, its wad. I always uh, thought that was interesting. <laughs> um, Where did that come from? I don't know. Um. Uh, with this last um, uh, with this last trilogy that just came out, uh, so now they got to figure out. Okay, well, how do we keep this thing relevant? How do we keep the the money f- coming in? Um, and it yeah, you can't like- just walk away from the money. <laughs> yeah. I think the people at Star Wars know that. They, they probably all sat back after this last movie came out and like, guys, we did it. We finally did it. Success. Uh, uh, we 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 made one of the most incredible you know pieces of of film. Our contribution hey, round of applause to, for everybody. To film has been cemented. Round we of applause, it. guys. You should all be so proud of yourselves. Pat yourself on the back. Uh, take a long vacation. Yeah, absolutely, know? absolutely. Um, should we go get this more uh, some more money out there? Should we go get that? <laughs> I think so. Uh, I got a fucking mortgage. I just bought yeah. another house. Do you yeah. want to go get this Star Wars I, I, money? I, I just bought four Lambos, so yeah. uh. <laughs> I just got the new Rave Energy Wagon. Uh, let's go get this money. Uh, what, what story can we tell? <laughs> Who can do a trilogy? Just do it. I don't care who's in it. Is there another galaxy far, far away? Is, Han Solo Is there money dead? out there? Han Solo's dead. Bring him back to life. Fuck <laughs> it. Did Han Solo have a side bitch in another galaxy? Let's tell that story. They're not gonna walk away from this Star Wars money. <laughs> no, they're gonna they're gonna bring everybody back to life. 
uh, Luke's going to come back. Or you know what I think they might try to do? They might try to tell, like, the in-between stories. So, like, they might, like, go with, like, uh, what happened in between certain times. So, in between the time of, like... Um, uh, Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. They might try to tell some stories in between there. Kind of like what the Mandalorian uh, is doing, right? Yeah. Uh, that's exactly what the Mandalorian uh, was doing. Um, which I'm, that's another show that I've meant to finish watching uh, the episodes. Uh, but I know it's going to be severely mediocre. So I'm kind of dragging my feet on it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just thought this was interesting that, um, that they were thinking about, uh, doing a potential film with uh taika he's he's a very interesting director um who does a lot of like just weird things so it'd be weird to see that within the context of like a star wars film yeah i mean i think he could add some flavor to it uh, I, again i think i think with star wars they left themselves in a great spot with um uh, the end of the last film there's so much more story to tell um and if you tell that story in in a fresh way that doesn't um, tie itself to the Skywalker saga, but that's what everybody wants, though. Like it's weird. Like I, it's like they try to divorce themselves from it, but also nobody gives, really gives a fuck about anything else other than the Skywalkers. That is true, but I mean, a, a great story is a great story, right? So if you do it the right way, if you divorce yourself from the Skywalker Skywalker saga, but you still tell good story, then people will accept it. People will say, "All right, you know what? This is good." Let, I'm ready to accept whatever this is and head in this new direction. You, you, if it's not good, people you, you are. You know like, what? I'm done with this. Can set that up is this uh, Obi Wan uh, show that's going to be on uh, uh, Disney Plus. I think they can set it up that we care about somebody else because Obi Wan is really the only other character, or any other like, yeah, I guess only other character that we really kind of care about almost as much as the Skywalker. Yeah, and that's exactly what Marvel is doing, right? So Marvel has all of these uh, shows coming out on uh, Disney Plus, and they're going to use these TV shows to build up to their movies. Mm. Um, for example, in order to understand what's going to happen in uh, the upcoming Doctor Strange movie, um, uh, what's it called again? Doctor Strange and like the, and the Multiverse of Madness. The Multiverse of Madness. You're going to have to watch WandaVision, and you're going to have to watch. Um, uh, I forget what the other show is. That's Falcon kind of, and Winter Soldier. No, I don't think I don't think you're gonna have to watch Falcon. There's two uh, shows on. There's a Loki. Um, what else is there? I mean, there's a fucking lot. Yeah, no. <laughs> but there are two shows that are coming out on Disney Plus that you're gonna have to watch in order to fully understand what's gonna happen in Doctor Strange and the uh, Multiverse of Madness, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, I think the Star Wars franchise is setting itself up so that you know you watch the mandalorian you watch you know maybe another upcoming uh, the obi-wan's upcoming series on disney plus as well and that's gonna open up the doors to tell a feature film story yeah so i mean great way to set it up yeah hopefully they they're smart about it uh but they probably won't be all right, uh, let's talk about another story that actually came out, uh, or uh, another story that, uh, another article from Empire. Um, so uh, this is talking specifically about Bond with uh, No Time to Die on the horizon. Um, there's obviously the conversation of, well, who's going to replace Daniel Craig as uh, 007 himself? Um, and there's been a lot of rumors. There's a lot of lists going out there, you know, a lot of people taking bets. Um but uh, one thing can be rest assured, apparently, uh, according to the uh, uh, producers uh, of the franchise, um, 
Barbara Broccoli and Michael Wilson, um, they have ruled out Bond eventually becoming a woman. That there will be no woman playing Bond uh, ever uh, is essentially what they said, meaning that now all everybody's going to be asking for is for a woman to be playing Bond. Uh, they've just kind of sealed their fate. They shouldn't have said anything and they could have <laughs> probably gotten away with it. But now every time, no matter who the next Bond is, you're just going to hear a loud chorus of we want a woman Bond. Um, so uh, hear me now. Quote me later. Uh, they We will eventually get a woman Bond specifically because they said this. So I think and I think this is how a lot of, um, you know, particularly like the female fans of the franchise should look at it if they want a female Bond. Um one thing I heard recently, and to be honest, I think I may have heard it from who's that comedian, that female comedian who did the White House correspondence thing? Michelle Wolf. Who has that really annoying voice? Yes, Michelle Wolf. I think it was her who said it, um, and it was so well said that uh, women need to stop trying to prove that they're as strong as men or or that they can do what a man can do. And instead of trying to be a man's equal, you should instead focus on what makes women great, right? Men are good at this. Women are great at that, right? And you don't, there doesn't have to, you know, a woman doesn't have to be able to do this as good as a man. Why don't you do that as good as a woman and focus on being great at the things men can't do? Because there's a lot of shit men cannot do. And then she went on to say that, you know, one of the biggest differences about men and women is that men are men and women are people. Like women are human beings, right? And that really resonated with me because I'm like, fuck. That might be true, right? Like men are just men. Women can kind of uh, be bigger than that, right? They can be genuinely good human beings, right? Outside of being solely defined by their gender, whereas a lot of men are just men. Um, so do I want to see a female Bond? No. I want to see a great female character introduced into why this you Bond would. universe. I think that would be disrespect. Like It's somewhat disrespectful. It's like... Uh, to what? Uh, I feel like to to that female character instead of ha- instead of making her a Bond, right? Why not just make a great character for a female to play in this you know Bond world, right? In this like world of spies and espionage and whatever, whatever. Just make a, create a great female character because if you make a female Bond, all that character is going to do is live in the shadow of male Bonds that have been come before her. So would you still apply that same thing to the race of Bond? Like, so for instance, obviously Idris Elba, uh, you know, has been long rumored to, um, you know, to be in the running for it. And I think a lot of people are, you know, um, asking for, you know, that, that, that he become the next Bond, um, or at least a lot of non-racist people are, are doing so. Um, <laughs> so would you apply that same logic to race? I think if, if the next Bond is a man, then it makes sense to keep the character as James Bond as 007. Right. Um, again, my belief is that bond is an alias. I'm not, I'm not going to get wrapped up. Uh, this. We don't have to yeah. bond is an alias. 007 is like the agent code. Right. Sure. Um, so if you're going to cast another male bond, he can, any, any man, regardless of race, whether he's black, white, Asian, uh, Hispanic, Middle Eastern can be James Bond. It is just a name. It's a fake name. But right? why? I guess why? The, 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 like, if you if you told me, 
if you told me they're going to do a new commando and they're going to have a woman play it, I'm going to be like, I don't know if I see that. Like, it, I mean, Schwarzenegger, like, it's hard to divorce big fucking burly fucking muscles and all that other shit um, from that film, right? Bond has never really been like the uh, the fighting type in terms of hand to hand combat. Only with this later latest iteration with Daniel with Daniel Craig, Craig have yeah. we really seen him get down and dirty. Um, uh, as far as you know, physically speaking, um, but historically, yeah, Bond hasn't really been much of a you know fighter in the sense of yeah. you know. So you can have he might a give woman you a come little in, karate chop. Yeah, you, know? you can have a woman come in and take over like this franchise, right? But without having to live in the shadow of being James Bond. But whoever replaces whoever replaces Bond is going to be living in the shadow of all those that came therefore before them. Like well, like the double just double seven is. is a program, right? So you can have anybody come into the program as yeah, long that, as that's what they're as doing. long as that agent is is good at what they do. Yeah, the that, program will continue regardless of who the agent is. Yeah, that, that's what they're doing with uh, Lashana Lynch. She's coming in as a double O, mm-hmm. obviously not double O seven, but she is coming in as a double O. Um, I, I personally, I don't, I don't really care. I don't look. We've had literally twenty five films. Yeah, that, fucking take a risk. Are, Do like, something yeah, different. You know, like it, I, I could, I could not care any less if they came out and was like, um, what's uh, what's Jennifer Lawrence doing these days? Let, let's get her to play Bond. I wouldn't give a fuck. Like whatever. Like we've had twenty five fucking films of Bond being essentially the same fucking person. Yeah. Right. If it um, doesn't work. You know, go back to who the fuck business cares? as usual. You're going right? to come out with another movie anyway, so who gives a fuck? It's not like you're just going to suddenly stop making bonds if that uh, if that doesn't work out. No, it's yeah. going to recast. But if you're going to do a female uh, in the in the next in the continuation of this Bond franchise, um, make it a female double O like they're doing, right? And of course, she's not going to be able to be James Bond because that'd be stupid. Give her her own alias uh, as part of the double O program. Should be Jamie Bond. Jamie Bond, sure. <laughs> Jane Bond, Jessica Bond, yeah, or fucking something completely different. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the my real thing is is I I don't I don't understand the uh, everybody's sort of like I, people are so precious with their entertainment. So one one thing I hate right, and it happens a lot in music, where every year when Kanye drops an album, what do people say? Uh, it's not late registration yeah it's not college dropout it's and it's like do you want things to stay the same motherfucker it's not not the same because it's literally not the same like yeah it's the the music is not the same because the person is not the same and the person is the one making the music yeah right the 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 films and the movies that we're watching they're not going to be the same because time changes stories changes stories evolve characters evolve you can't tell the same bond story today that they told 20 years ago they're definitely trying to and it's like why the fuck and and, and especially in the world that Bond is in right whereas you know uh, if you're looking at like international spy and espionage right it's not about you know fist fighting and throwing punches or whatever anymore now it's all it's all tech it's all digital you have to be uh, you have to be a chameleon now right and no longer is just being a white man being a chameleon anymore, right? You you have to be able to navigate in and out of certain situations. So it's time for the character to evolve. If you're out there and you want to see the same white male Bond continue to do movies, like 
fuck you. <laughs> you just don't want shit to get better. You just want to see more of the same. I don't no, want to see more of the that's same. That's exactly. Give me new, yeah. uh, innovative, creative, thoughtful uh, uh, film, not the same shit over and over again. Yeah, I, I just, I, I guess I, I fundamentally just don't understand that. Like, of you, you literally have twenty five other films to like go watch. If you, I want my Bond to be just white and men. You cool. okay? You have an Here's entire the library. Twenty five year anniversary <laughs> of James Bond. Watch that shit. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna go watch this new shit. You keep that. Don't watch the new movie. Exactly. You know, yeah. You I'll be at the very theater. Well choose not to you watch. Stay it. home. Yeah. Uh, but broadly speaking, though, like. I think people are so, and you're absolutely right. Like, you know, uh, people, um, people have this sort of, uh, relationship with the past of, Oh, I like that old shit, but you know, this new shit better be like that old shit, but different enough where I don't know. It's still that same old shit. And it's just like, well, why don't I just hand you something completely different and see how you feel about that? No, fuck you. I don't want yeah. that. Um, so yeah. Anyways, don't give me so, that new hotness. Yeah. <laughs> so that new uh, fire. I, I, you know, I, I deeply, I would implore people to, uh, especially with something as long as the Bond franchise, be okay with people just trying new shit. All right. Uh, uh, because you've art like, so for instance, I love, uh, one of my favorite bands is uh Coldplay, right? Uh, I love them. Right. They gave me three solid classics to start out with. Everything else after that is kind of just gravy. I don't really, I don't need it, you know, but I'll fuck with it. Yeah. But I know I still got that old shit in case. I, but if they come out with something that's like completely different, I'm not going to fucking lose my mind and be like, yeah. oh my God, I, I can't believe that uh, they would do something this weird or different. And you can appreciate what was, even if you don't like what is, without losing the love for that thing, right? Like if I really, for example, I, I think a lot this happens with cars, right? If you're, if you love classic cars, right? The old vintage Mustangs and Chevelles and, and Camaros and Dodges, Dodge Challengers and Chargers. If you love classic cars, you can love those things without, you know, hating, you know, the newer models, what they're, what these companies are doing with these newer cars, right? You don't have to buy the 2020 Mustang just because you love the old Mustang. You don't have to shit on it. Just understand that things change, right? Yeah. Um, in film, if you love old Bond movies, you can love those things without trying to prevent that thing that you love from changing, right? Yeah. Um, you know, with especially with a lot of these, and I don't know why I'm thinking it's just like angry white guys that were saying, <laughs> yeah. I don't want these movies to change. Like, you know, the thing that I love shouldn't change. To me, I just can't even fathom that. It makes no sense. Like, why? And I want to talk to one of these people. Like, why would you not want it to change? If you really love it, why would you not want to see it evolve? Even if you don't like its evolution, you should still want to see it evolve, at least. Uh, I think it's because we we are comforted by the past. It's why, you know, when you came in, I was watching some old 90s wrestling. Um, and I've been finding myself doing that a lot lately because even though the times that I watched that in weren't really even the best of times, but there's still some nostalgia from the past that just makes me feel comfortable. Right. Like it it just, it it throws back to a time that, you know, were part of like my formative years and, you know, uh, you know, uh, they remind me of just certain things from when I was a kid. Um, 
and I think it, it gives people comfort. Um, so, so for instance, and one exa- a clear example of that is like Dragon Ball Z, right? Dragon Ball Z was like a part of, if you weren't in the Dragon Ball Z as a kid, I don't know what to, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. My apologies for that shitty ass childhood you got. <laughs> um, Very unfortunate. <laughs> you grew up in that orphanage. Uh, but you, you know, because I've been trying to like watch some of the, like the, the newer episodes from Dragon Ball Super that, uh, that, that have recently, more recently come out. It's not the same. It's objectively more terrible than, than, than it, than the stuff that, that we got growing up. Um, but I'm not angry at it though. Like, and yeah. I think that's the disconnect is, is like, I don't understand why you're angry. Like I could just easily not watch that and just go back and watch that same old shit and then have no fucking problems at all. Yeah. It's like, sir, you know, you can't be angry at, <laughs> I, I love those old bond movies. I want those to stay the same. It's like, sir, your wife They're left still- you. <laughs> she loved, she loved the old you. You didn't stay the same. So why should the movie get the fuck yeah. out of here? <laughs> Your kids don't call you anymore. (laughs) It always turns. It always goes into that. Um, All of my jokes lead into (laughs) someone's wife leaving them and the kids not calling anymore. I can imagine what your worst. uh, That is my worst fear. (laughs) Um, All right, let's jump real quick into um, some uh, a the the great streaming wars of the 2020s. Is that did I do a good voice? Um, No, you should have had some like bombs lined up or some gunfire. No, why children screaming? it's the well okay i guess it's a war so i guess that's what you're gonna, yeah. you gotta have yeah. is it too late or can i still play the i can still play the box you just edit out the first part the yeah, great no. streaming wars of the 2020s hey. it's gonna be a lot of fire coming down the pipeline heat action gunfire horror movies gonna make a comeback we got vampire shit coming werewolf shit coming i don't fucking know what's gonna happen maybe jennifer anderson would do one good movie this year who fucking knows 2020 new decades (laughs) (laughs) well done the applause is indeed necessary that was very well done um okay so uh, in some some news about the great streaming wars, we have a late edition, um, although it's not that late since uh, since we sort of knew this was coming already. We have a very unfortunate name, but I guess somehow this got greenlit. Um, we have Peacock uh, coming from NBC Universal, um, which uh, is expected to launch in uh, and this is uh, according to the uh, the Hollywood Reporter. Um, uh, expected to launch in April of 2020. The ad-supported platform will feature library content um, such as like The Office uh, and scripted originals uh, such as a new Battlestar Galactica. Were you ever into Battlestar Galactica? Nay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was never too. Uh, although I, I was always kind of interested. Like it's, it's sort of like Star Trek. I never watched Star Trek as a kid. Star Trek as a kid. Um, but uh, I always kind of wanted to. And by the time like I got around to it, I I tried to go watch some of the early episodes, and I was just like, "This is this is deeply unwatchable. <laughs> I can't. This looks stupid as fuck. I can't. I can't. And it's so boring too. I, and I'm sorry, Star Star Trek fans. It, it's no disrespect to the actual to the show. I've it's never just liked that Star Wars or, or you mean Star Trek? Star Trek. Um, yeah. Well, it, it's no disrespect to the show because I'm sure like if you watched it growing up, you have some nostalgia and like you understand what the show's about, yada yada. Um, but not having a concept of the show and trying to watch it like as a full grown adult from like, and the, these episodes are from like the 60s, 70s, right? Like I can't do it. Aren't they? Yeah. Because it, they would be from like the 70s, 70s and 80s, somewhere around there. Right. Um, it is objectively terrible. Like 
it's so boring. But anyways, uh, I digress. Um, and uh, as well as originals from the media giants portfolio, including Bravo and E. Um, so what this is kind of sounding like to me is uh, kind of like a Hulu type of situation, except for they're not going to like show anybody else's shit. They're just going to show shit from NBC Universal. Yo, horrible, horrible name. Peacock. <laughs> what are you doing this weekend? Dude, I'm watching I'm, Peacock. I, I, I went out and raged last weekend. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to, you know, I think I'm going to stay home this weekend and then, you know, see what's on Peacock. You're fired. <laughs> I don't ever want to see security <laughs> escort this. <laughs> This fucking pedophile. <laughs> rough him up too when you <laughs> <Yeah>. get outside. <laughs> Take him out back. Rough him up. And no, you won't be receiving your last paycheck. <laughs> and all the money we contributed to your 401k, that shit's gone. We're taking, We're it, taking back. it back. <laughs> Even the money you contributed. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Peacock. Not watching that shit. <laughs> Who decided? Let's move forward with let's be edgy. Let's be different. Peacock. Oh, Jesus. Christ. What was that meeting like? <laughs> when they're brainstorming names, they're like, Yeah. Guys, um All right, all right guys. So, so we, we did know, some yeah. market testing. Yeah. We brought in some focus groups. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a lot. We ran some analytics based off of whatever bullshit. Hey we Peter, ran. can you can you pass the other donuts? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean the uh the yeah. extra fat yeah. ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to live to see the launch of this, but I'm here now. So give me the ones fr- fried in duck fat <laughs> and stuffed with sugar. Not even sugar cream. Extra, it's literally just sugar. Extra jelly. The donuts. Extra jelly. Extra jelly. <laughs> yeah. Made from somewhere. I, I don't fucking know. They, no, they didn't use. Is uh, that a double Krispy Kreme? <laughs> does that say not FDA approved on the label? Give me that. Pass it here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what the meeting started off like. Yeah. But at the end of the meeting, there had to have been intelligent, seemingly intelligent men and women <laughs> in the conference room, yeah. right? Who all you know greenlit this peacock. Yeah. What the, what the fuck does? And now the NBC is NBC, right? Yeah, NBC. Uh, yeah. Their logo uh, or is a peacock is yeah. a peacock True. right that doesn't mean you name the streaming <laughs> service peacock it just seems kind of lazy yeah well not even just lazy but uh it, it, i get what they're trying to do right they're stuck they're trying to be uh different but obvious uh you know as much as they're changing they're staying the same um so they're trying to do all that in one sort of fell swoop which is oh let's just name it what our logo is which is peacock uh with the exception that it just sounds stupid like it just sounds very stupid horrifyingly stupid um so i can't imagine that they broke that meeting they were like okay well now we've got a list of names here uh we've got uh spectrum uh color spectrum um we've got uh we've got uh i don't know any fucking name uh, we've got stream the stream, streaming service the, the stream uh, <laughs> the stream, the, stream. Uh, the river uh we've got peacock mm-hmm. uh and then they're like peacock yeah yeah, yeah. Peacock. i like i like the way it sounds all right let's go home <laughs> it's 11 a.m we've been at we this did it <laughs> 20 minutes <laughs> it just sounds so stupid. Anyways, uh, we're, we're we're getting too too mired in the weeds about the uh, the fucking name. But anyways, um, 
All right, let me, let me just read a little excerpt from the uh, from the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, the ad-supported direct-to-consumer platform will, wa- will launch uh, April 15th um, uh, to Comcast customers with a lineup of more than 15,000 hours of content that includes exclusive library uh, titles such as like The Office, Parks and Rec, uh, and scripted and unscripted originals, uh, a new take on Battlestar Galactica. Uh, the platform will... Uh, take center stage during the MB, uh, during NBC's coverage of the Summer Olympics in 2020. Uh, it will debut nationally July 15th when the entire NBC Universal fold uh, will get behind Peacock. <laughs> uh, with a massive marketing push promoting the service uh, with originals uh, likely to launch after the games. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I I think they're 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 trying to get into the game in the fourth quarter when the scores are like they're already decided, and it's kind of like uh, I think this game is pretty much over, guys. I don't I don't know here. Yeah, uh, I don't. How how the fuck are they going to compete against Disney Plus, Hulu, Netflix, and Apple TV Plus? Because they've been laying down some some groundwork to get to where they're launching the service, right? Like we heard for fucking, it was felt like years uh, about uh, the Mandalorian, right? Uh, we heard for, for so long about um, uh, some of the shows that they, uh, they were going to do for, for Marvel, such as WandaVision or Loki or, you know, all those fucking Marvel shits um, with even Apple tv plus we heard about all these projects with jennifer aniston with jason momoa uh this dickinson um thing with uh uh hayley steinfeld or whatever the hell her name is um uh we, we heard about all those things really early on you can't come in with two months left to go and be like guys it's coming like, yeah i don't give a shit <laughs> fuck you <laughs> first of all one shit first of all you're lucky you are so fucking lucky that you have the office that's the only thing that's going to attract anybody yeah. to this shit. What they're going to do is lock you in. So if you're watching The Office, yeah. in order to watch the next episode, oh, yeah, you yeah. got to watch one of these other shitty shows. <laughs> right? You're going to have for to one. You have to watch this shitty show. It After you it. finish that show, you'll get an access code to continue to watch The Office. Yeah. That, yeah if, people if are going to be like, ah, oh, fuck. All right. What? I'll, I'll give you one. I'll give you one episode. Well, it, it depends on The Office episode, right? If they get up to like season seven or eight, they might be yeah. like, it's uh, got to be not worth one it. of the <laughs> great episodes where, um, who, who's the big guy again? in the office uh, uh, uh kevin kevin where like kevin spills the spaghetti or something like that <laughs> no, the chili yeah, the, oh, the, yeah the chili it's got to be like that episode and you're like oh you gotta watch uh, this shitty show one of the with best. jennifer and uh, jennifer lawrence or something yeah, I know, right? <laughs> fucking ellen page is in this new show <laughs> co-starring who's that chick from captain marvel uh, I don't even want to say her name because I feel like you're going to say fucking Brie Larson. She's in it too. And you're like, fuck. All right. One, I'll give you one. Um, but let's jump into this really quickly. 2020 is going to be a great year. Um, uh, you, you threw this in here. Let's talk about some of the best upcoming shows of 2020. Uh, I was shows and movies. Quite prepared. You, 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 moved me forward you, you were prepared. Well, I, you caught me off guard here. Uh, you go first. All right, so I've got a, I got a good running list here. There's some good shit coming out in 2020. Uh, I want to start at the top of the year really quickly. Um, so in January, uh, I'm going to give you my top five. Top five, top five. Top five. Uh, 
Uh, so wait, 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 wait. Uh, so Bad Boys Four. I'm sorry, Bad Boys Three. Are, are you saying shows or movies? Uh, let's let's do movies. Sure. Uh, at the top of 2020, Bad Boys Three is coming out. Um, I think this movie is going to be great. Uh, I've I've been watching all of the. Well, it's already out. Uh, yeah, oh, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's 2020, so it's, it's all my list of um, shit. That's I know it's it's is upcoming, but it's there. Don't don't fucking question me. Uh, <laughs> okay. So Bad Boys is definitely on my list. Um, coming out, so I'm going to give you month by month up until June. So coming out in February, uh, I know. Birds of Prey is coming out. To be honest, I'm not super excited for that movie. It looks good, but I'm honestly not super excited for it. So I'm going to, in February, I'm going to have to give this one to The Invisible Man, starring Elizabeth Moss. Uh, so this is the movie about her like abusive ex-boyfriend or husband uh, finds a way to uh, make himself invisible. And uh, she is she ultimately has to prove that her invisible ex-boyfriend is stalking her and trying to kill her. This movie looks fantastic. Elizabeth Moss um, has been, who we know from Mad Men, um, A Bridesmaid's Tale, right? Has mm-hmm. been on a roll of just doing great projects after great projects. Really looking forward to that in February of 2020. March of 2020, um, I've got two here that I'm kind of interested in. But I'm going to give you the... Uh, I'm going to give you the unexpected one. So even though in this month we've got both A Quiet Place 2 coming out and we've got Mulan coming out, The Way Back. So this is a movie starring Ben Affleck where he plays like a former mm. high school basketball that phenom. Already, it already came out. Wait, did it? No. Did it already come out? No, this comes out uh, uh, February 20, February 2020. I think they changed the date though, didn't they? Didn't they move it up to like October of last year? No, I don't think so. The Way Back? I, I might be lying about that. No, no, proceed. I might be just. No, this releases March 6, 2020. Fair enough. Actually. So they actually moved it from February to March. Mm-hmm. Um, that movie I really want to see because I feel like for me, this is going to be, this has to have been a challenge for Ben Affleck. Um, obviously, he's dealing with alcoholism in his personal life, which you know essentially destroyed his marriage to Jennifer Garner. So to take on a role like this was just going to force you to face, um, you know, kind of like look at yourself in the mirror. And to tell that story while very publicly dealing with like your addiction, mm-hmm. it's got to be tough, right? Uh, so I want to see what the outcome of that project looks like. Uh, so that's in March. In April of 2020, we have several movies coming out. Um, the one I'm most interested in, uh, it's two movies really. So No Time to Die, which is the next installment in, in the James Bond series. Um, but Charm City Kings. So this is a movie, uh, it's about a young boy who joins a bike gang in Baltimore, where we are currently filming uh, uh, Our City. Uh, This is an adaption of the documentary, The 12 O'Clock Boys, which is the motorcycle boys that, if you live in Baltimore, been in Baltimore, you're probably familiar with The 12 O'Clock Boys. Um, uh, Yeah. This is going to be good. I'd drop a bomb, but I I feel like that would be inappropriate. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, let's let's not, let's not uh, (laughs) besmirch the city. Um, Yeah. So this movie it has um, a number of like uh, actors and actresses in it whose names we may not know, except for a one Meek Mill, which if you're going to do a movie about you know, the 12 o'clock boys, uh, you got to have Meek in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's one of the movies I'm looking uh, forward to coming out in April. And I'm going to give you my last one for uh, May of 2020. So looking at the first five months, uh, Black Widow. Uh, so this is. 
the continuation of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This movie starring Scarlett Johansson, Robert Downey Jr., Rachel Weisz, Florence Pugh. Um, this is going to focus on the one Natasha Romanoff. Uh, her first independent solo movie, I think, is going to be phenomenal. Mm. What you got? Oh, uh, do you want me to stick to the dates, or do you just just no, no? Period? I mean, you, you could do it. Uh, you know, however you feel. I just uh, uh, I just killed that shit. So give me a list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, somebody <laughs> thinks a lot of themselves. I didn't do any work in producing or writing or working <laughs> on any of these movies. I just read you a list yeah, yeah, of yeah. my <laughs> favorite upcoming ones. But you still have pride nonetheless, though. Killed it. Yeah, I can appreciate that. Um, okay. Um, so I think my number one movie from for the for the entire year. Uh, that I am desperately looking forward to uh, is a movie from a director that I, I hold to be the very best director working in Hollywood right now. Uh, a one Christopher Nolan. We have Tenet. Woo! With David Washington. Uh, with uh, 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 vegan Batman himself. Uh, <laughs> vegan Batman. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's that? Robert Pattinson. Um uh, I'm very desperately looking forward to this movie. Uh, apparently, it, uh, I forget what movie that it... it um, oh, be- before Star Wars, apparently, they showed like a, an eight-minute clip of the movie. I fucking missed it because I was out fucking at the, con- uh, uh, Did at I the see concession it? stand. I don't remember seeing it either. Well, you might have missed it because we, we got in kind of like just right... You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like you took forever yeah. to well, come out the I house didn't or take something. Forever. Didn't you have to walk your dog or some shit like that? No, I no. This wasn't about the house. This we we got there with plenty of time. It was just that uh, the concession, the concession line. stand was. Uh, it was stupid because like they had ah oh, fucking the cash line and the credit card line. Like why? Yeah. Why isn't your credit card machines working? Yeah. Twenty twenty. It, it didn't make any sense uh, to be perfectly honest. Um, but uh, but I am I'm and this is uh, Nolan's follow up to two thousand and sixteen, I believe, two thousand sixteen's Dunkirk, uh, which which I thought was a. Uh, you know, I, I thought it was just a, another classic turnout from uh, from Nolan, so I can't wait to see what his uh, his follow up to that. And this looks to be even weirder than any of his other fucking movies. This seems to harken back to his uh, memento days. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, and that's coming out uh, in June or July, I think. I think it's coming out in July. Uh, yeah, July of this uh, of this year. Um, the the next movie I'm looking forward to uh, is uh, we already had a sequel um, to this film or kind of like a reboot to this franchise, but uh, but it didn't work out too well. But we're getting another one, and from its trailer, it looks pretty fucking good. Um, it looks like something I'd definitely be into. It seems like a really interesting take on it. Um, but we are getting Ghostbusters Afterlife. Looking forward to it. Uh, I think it's got a nice mix of uh, people in it. It's it's got the uh, the same you know the kid who played Mike, who kind of creeps me out a little bit. Um, it's got him as well as uh, Paul Rudd is in yeah. the film as well. Um, so I think it's 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 got some legs, uh, and it seems like the story is uh, it's going to be an actual story versus whatever they did with you know the reboot with um, Chris and Wick that which was you know we'll just not talk about that. Um, Yo, do you know they have another Halloween movie coming out in twenty twenty? Yeah. yeah, sequel to the. Uh, to the uh, 2018s, I believe. Yeah, 2018s. Holy Halloween shit! Reboot. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Hey, yeah, yeah. The ageless. Well, no, she's she looks old, but uh, she looks <laughs> fucking. She looks good though. Jesus she's Christ. she's old, but she looks good. Yeah. Well. Uh, all right. Um, okay. And then um, I think to round out uh, 
uh, I'll just name two other films. Um, this first one, um, it's just because I'm a fan of the franchise. Uh, I have been since I've since I was a kid. Um, and of course, this is going to be Daniel Craig's last outing. But I'm definitely looking forward to No Time to Die, um, uh, the yeah, 25th absolutely. Bond installment, uh, which will be coming out in uh, April of uh, of this year. Uh, and its trailer was fucking dope. Um, but perhaps beyond any of those, with the exception of maybe Tenet, the number one movie that I am looking forward to. And I can't fucking wait to see Denise Villeneuve's Dune. 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 Fuck is that? Uh, it's it, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's basically it's a movie based on you know uh, just like Lord of the, uh, or well Lord of the Rings as well as uh, Game of Thrones. So it's based off of like existing book material. Um, uh, but uh, I actually I didn't read Dune as a kid, but I just read it recently uh, on the recommendation uh, recommendation of uh, of JP. Shout out to JP. Um, and uh, it wasn't as good as I, or at least I didn't necessarily think as much of it as I think a, a lot of other people who read it as kids uh, or as, as you know young adults. Um, but I still thought it was pretty good. But to see what he's going to do with that story is going to be fucking amazing because. Uh, it's a very slept on film, but Blade Runner 2049, highly underrated movie. It fucking looks gorgeous. Great story. Uh, great performances from all the actors. I don't think he gets Denise uh, Villeneuve. And I don't even know if I'm pro- fucking pronouncing his name right. But um, I don't think he gets enough fucking credit with the shit that he does. Because he also did Arrival. Arrival was a mm-hmm. fucking dope movie. Arrival is uh, fantastic. Uh, uh, as well. And then he also did one of my uh, uh, one of my favorite movies from uh, A24, which is uh, Enemy with uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, he, I don't know it, if I saw that one. Yeah. Uh, it, it, he hasn't missed to me. So what he's going to be able to do with this movie, is, it's going to be amazing. Um, yeah. And so I, I cannot wait okay. to see that. I'm going to have to look that one up. I'm not too familiar with that. Um, really quickly, before we move on, I, I want to give a few uh, um, really interesting upcoming projects in 2022 that didn't necessarily make my list, but I'm going to keep an eye on these projects. Uh, so The Many Saints of Newark, which is uh, a movie that focuses on the New Jersey gangster Tony Soprano. This looks like a really good project, mostly because of who the cast is. So we've got John Bernthal, who we know um, from The Punisher, uh, from Walking Dead, Vera Farminga, as well as Ray Liotta. Um, you put John Bernthal, Ray Liotta, and Vera Farminga in a film. Looks fucking good to me, on paper at least. Um, another project, as I mentioned, we have an upcoming Halloween movie in 2020. This one is called Halloween Kills. Uh, G.I. Joe has also got a movie coming out. Yeah, nobody, so, nobody's going to see that. Halloween might be you know, uh, uh, mindless stabbing and killing, but I'm going to watch it. G.I. Joe, I'll definitely watch it. I just want to see shit blow Why? up. Why? Um, Did uh, you watch the last one that came out? Yep. Can you remember anything that happened in it? Uh, yeah, I mean, Cobra tried to destroy Paris. You that know. was the first one. No, 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 that was the second one. Oh no! You Did know they the, just do the same thing over again? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> as long as shit blows up and there's crazy, great fight scenes, uh, I, I like some of that mindless shit where I don't have to think. I can just watch. <laughs> um, so we got the Eternals coming out in uh, twenty November twenty twenty as well. Angelina Jolie. We've got Salma Hayek. We've got. Um, uh, a bunch of other people I can't recall right now, but the Marvel saga, the Marvel hey, universe. Kit continues. Heron and pay some respect on, uh, on Jon Snow. Yeah. 
Yeah, you better not pull that John Snow <laughs> shit in this movie. But I don't yeah, want it. <laughs> but for the most part, I'll give him that. Um, I think one of the craziest movies of the year might be Godzilla vs Kong. Yeah, no one even coming into it. Everybody's gonna see that movie. Whack as fuck. Yo, everybody's gonna see that fucking movie. I'm telling you right now. Got Millie Bobby Brown in it uh, from Stranger Things, who was in the last Godzilla movie. Uh, I think that's gonna do well. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to mention a couple more and then uh, then we can wrap this up. Uh, West Side Story, which I didn't even know was coming out until this exact moment um, uh, from uh, Steven Spielberg. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, just another, you know, uh, honorable mention to uh, Eddie Murphy. Uh, he's having a very uh, renaissance uh, career right now. Um, and he will be dropping Coming to uh, America, uh, which is the... Uh, and it's a, a, a play on words. I don't know why. Uh, from the original Coming to America, that he did with uh, Arsenio Hall uh, and James Earl Jones. So the the whole crew, I think, I believe the whole crew uh, are going to be back for uh, uh, for the new film. Um, so okay. uh, the plot of the film of Coming to America Two is that uh, Prince Akeem discovers that he has a long lost son in America, to which. Uh, he's not met, so he returns to America to find his long lost son, who is the uh, would be prince the heir to uh, or heir of uh, the throne to Zamunda. Zamunda. Now, what does that mean for the for this story? Right, that means that while Prince Akim was in America for the first run, and he was pursuing uh, what was her name, Rachel, Le- Lisa, Lisa, uh, Lisa, Lisa right. while he was pursuing Lisa's hand in marriage. He must have knocked down a couple on the side. Well, he did. He did like go through like some other pursuits. Was that like a big prominent part of the movie? Yeah, it was like the entire like middle of the movie. <laughs> he was, was him. Uh, no, I, it it didn't show him like having sex with anybody, but it showed him like going on various dates. You know, I don't recall that. I don't recall what him knocking did down he, a couple. He, I don't know if he had sex with them, but again, I think he went well. On apparently, dates. he did because he's got a long lost son. Well, that could happen at any time. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, he you know he, he caught a couple bodies uh, <laughs> while in was it were they in Harlem or Brooklyn? Queens. Queens. Yeah, yeah. yeah he caught a couple bodies. You in know, Queens. I remember it was Queens is because when they were going, they're like, oh, well, that's naturally the place that you would go to to, to look for to your to queen is Queens. Queens. Yeah. And then they get there like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm about to go back and watch that tonight. I fucking yeah. love that movie. Um, but yeah, so that is uh, definitely a project that I'm looking forward to in 2020. Yeah, uh, I mean, what a fucking couple years he's having between eighteen, nineteen, and uh, between a Netflix special. We've got uh, what was the movie he just recently uh, did? Uh, uh, fucking uh, Dolomite special. is my Dolomite is my name. Um, his return to SNL after uh, fucking what a twenty year hiatus. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming to America too. He's having a great year. And he's coming out with uh, the comedy specials. Yeah, as and well. he's bringing the uh, he's bringing everyone with him along this ride, right? So, uh, in Dolomite is my name. We saw Wesley Snipes along with a cast of other great comedians in this movie. We're gonna get James Earl Jones and Leslie Jones as well too. So. Uh, definitely looking forward to that project. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do we want to do uh, shows that we, or do we want to save that? Uh, Let's save for, that one. Because uh, sure. I want to I really dive into that. I feel like we have some great shows coming up in 2020. Um, we saw uh, during last night's football game, 911. What is it? Lone Star? I'm, I'm not even talking about it because I don't, Rob I don't Lowe. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
I, I said it now because I don't want to talk about it then because it looks like shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but 2020 yeah. will bring us some interesting shows. Yeah, uh, so we can talk about that later. Um, all right, let's uh, let's wrap this up because uh, I think we're uh, we're getting right there as far as time goes. Um, so I know we have a few other things. Was there, was there anything else you were dying to talk about? Um, so there are some things, but I think these are going to be longer discussions. Uh, obviously, uh, Disney has recently acquired Fox. They're going to go through a rebrand. I want to talk about that because a, a lot of things could happen there, right? Um, so they acquired both. They acquired Fox as well as the rights to all of their properties. Let's discuss that on the next show. I think it's going to be an interesting conversation when we talk about what the future of the film industry is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, There's a, a current lawsuit going on between Netflix and a... Um, iconic female comedian. Uh, it's just, just when we thought this was gonna go away, it's back in the headlines. And I think I want to have a discussion about what this may look like. So let's uh, let's discuss that on the show. Did you see that? Did you see that Breakfast Club episode? No. Where she keeps calling Charlemagne by his like government name oh, to like does? to like unman him. Mm, no, I didn't see that. It's because it's super obvious what she's doing. So, yeah. so it just makes it that much funnier. Like, mm. can you just stop this childness? Yeah, yeah, very childish. Yeah, very childish. But, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I do I do want to talk about that on our next episode episode yeah. as well. Hey, way to, way to preview the next episode. That's how yes, you do sir. it. Yes, yeah, yeah, sir. Bang, bang. It. Yeah. Uh, why is it always going to be violence? Yeah. Nah, bang, so bang is a good thing. <laughs> right? You didn't. You remember that is episode that pops? of uh, pops when from My uh, Love Goes Bang, Bang, <laughs> Bang, You Better Run. <laughs> Sweet little thing. A shout out to John Witherspoon. Witherspoon. Yes, the late, Uh, the great John Witherspoon, who we uh, unfortunately lost in 2019. Yeah. Um, Pops. Yeah. We miss you. Shout out. Um, All right. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've reached another uh, conclusion to uh, Fade Podcast here. Uh, As always, uh, if you listen from uh, the very beginning of either this particular show or just, you know, you rock with us from the beginning. Um, of the podcast itself we appreciate you we love you but go ahead and hit that like button go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you already haven't as well as that share button share this shit with anybody everybody who you believe could uh, benefit from it um, we will be back uh, this week uh, to talk more shit because that's what we fucking do until then we will hit the usual fucking protocol fade out peace out bitch bitch